0: You're listening to the Oz Network's 10th anniversary celebration episode, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network coming to you for a special episode, a special episode that we thought probably would never happen because for some reason we've lasted a certain amount of time to enable an episode like this. That's right, it's our 10th anniversary episode on the Oz we're Network. We're enablers. We are enablers. Um, 10th anniversary of the Oz Network slash Survivor Oz on this very day. You were listening to this well, the day that it was released, if you're listening to this in like 2026, it's our 16th. No, 15th. Shit, that works better. <laughs> anyway, uh, the day that this is released, is our the exact day that we start started our, our 10th anniversary, and when I say started, we'll explain what I mean by started, but we're excited to be here. As you can tell, we haven't changed in 10 years, we're still talking crap, and we're just going to talk about shit today and celebrate the fact that for some reason we haven't been cancelled even though we really should have a long time ago. I think My, I think at certain points we were. <laughs> we, we, we were, sort of, yes, uh, indeed. My name is Ben, and you're the first host i've had on this show from survivor guatemala and the third winner that i've had on the show since danny boatwright (laughs) which doesn't make sense because guatemala what i have no idea what i'm talking about spoiler spoiler alert sorry danny wins guatemala uh
1: and my name is colin and come on in guy (laughs) oh god yeah i was looking Um, directly into the camera when i said that too
0: right um guy leach Free Guy from Free Guy Movie. Um, guy Sebastian. Guy Sebastian. Gee, uh, Guy, guy? Gila. maybe? Guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow, we covered all eras of jokes there. Good job, Survivor Oz, Oz Network. Done. Um, this is a... Oh, I don't know what episode. We sort of... Um, <laughs> we'll be honest with you. We, we obviously celebrated our 1,000th episode earlier in the year and we kind of put a bit of effort into that because we were pretty proud of getting to 1,000 episodes on the Oz network. Whereas we knew that there'd be a 10th anniversary at some point in, in 2021 because as a podcast, as Survivor Oz we did start back in 2011 obviously we're not survivor oz anymore we are the oz network uh we used to have listeners back in the survivor oz days but (laughs) we we thought it was important to to celebrate commemorate i don't know uh come together and uh at least two of us and talk about the history of the show because we might have some listeners who maybe only joined us in the oz network days and didn't really know what happened at the beginning and good for you because you missed out on some crap but yeah, why not? We we like to come together and talk about ourselves for a little bit, Colin, because we've got big egos. Egos, not even egos, egos here on the Oz network.
1: I am an ego maniac, actually. <laughs> You're a maniac, maniac. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. that uh that, that well, was the old is show. Already. That, that works. Um, <laughs> it's going well. Good start. Yeah, Survivor Oz, that was the old oh, Survivor rules. <laughs> None of us can speak today. Ew, it is, oh, it is Way too early. We're Tootie! Tony. We're starting already. Uh, yeah, the good old days. Survivor Oz, when we talked about one thing for <laughs> somehow more hours than we talk about everything else now. Uh, wow, all the memories, all the people who came in and out why am i the one who got roped into coming here when you have dozens of people here? you could be talking to countless people who have protested in leaving our show over the years <laughs> Instead,
0: i was going to get billy but let's be honest um no, the, the, the
1: one the one canadian who's too nice to uh, blacklist you for life is the only one who's here
0: <laughs> yeah well that's true the one canadian that doesn't make me leave the country but that's another story um <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know why I chose you. I really, I should have, you know, you should have gotten Chris <laughs> Dixon on for the first time. Like, that would have been appropriate to celebrate 10 years rats? of this. Rats. We are here today to uncover Chris the identity Berger. of
1: rat Chris Berger.
0: God, blast from the past. I'm loving this already. Um, So I should say, on this day, when I say on this day, it wasn't our very first episode on this day. Uh, October 24th, 2011 was the day in which a certain Gillian Larson decided to post a comment on my Facebook wall to which she wanted me to interview her, basically. And I, I said, yes. That's how most famous people get interviews. Can you interview <laughs> <Yeah>. me, please? <laughs> I mean, I literally got a message today from Joe Biden. And I'm like, no, Joe, we're too busy. We're too busy. Like, you know, <laughs> just just stop it. Um, But that's how it started. And we're going to hear from Gillian very shortly to kind of go over a bit more on that history and sort of hear from her perspective of it. But... That, that is literally how this show started, a simple Facebook comment, and that kind of led on a, on a nice little journey from there. We interviewed Jillian, and that was a segment on my radio show at the time, The Brink, and then Survivor contestants followed from there and on and on and on and on. And eventually, we got a radio show on Edge Radio in Hobart called Survivor Oz. Took them about six months before they realized we probably shouldn't really have a radio show based on one TV show. This is a bit dumb. So I was like, okay, cool, cancel us and then turn it into a podcast. And You we were cancelled very early. Technically, yeah. Technically, we were a radio show before we became a podcast. So uh, if you want to be technical, Survivor Oz was cancelled. But <laughs> it's. Um yeah, I mean, it's been an interesting journey, and I think that when that simple wall post happened, I could never imagine that 10 years later I'd be staring at this guy's face every single week for countless hours just over and over again. I'm so again. sorry. Yeah, so you should be. Um, now, but Jamie yeah, I mean, can deal with it. What's your problem? Well, because, I mean, my face? Jamie likes my face. I don't know about <laughs> yours. Uh, <laughs> Oh, right. Your face. Oh, right. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. I forgot about that. But I I would love to hear from you. I mean, we'll we'll talk about how you got involved in the show to refresh people's memories. We probably talked about the thousandth episode and other ones, but who cares? We like to repeat ourselves, repeat ourselves here on the Oz Network. (laughs) But when did you first actually discover Survivor Oz? Because I don't know if I've I've heard this story. And if I have, I just, I clearly can't remember it.
1: You can't remember it. Um, (laughs) We've definitely talked about it before. Uh, it was, I, I guess, probably about two years. No, I probably more like a year and a half, I guess, then after you would have launched. Um, uh, Jamie and I had been married for you know, a couple months, and she had started watching Survivor with me, like before we got married, I think around the time of Samoa. Uh, I would just tell her, like, you really should check out the show. And she's like, oh, I've tried to watch it. I don't like it before. Uh, but I'm like, no, no, no just, just watch it with me from the beginning. And Samoa kind of got her into it. And then when we got married, I'm like, you know, I'm going to show you some of the old seasons. So we sort of started from the beginning. We watched all of Borneo. We watched Australian Outback. We watched Africa, uh, and then we're in the middle of Marquesas. And uh, famously, that show never aired in Australia. I don't know if uh, you were aware of that, Ben. Uh, <laughs> never no, knew that.
0: Didn't never, never heard, heard that before in my life. I, I,
1: I want to drop some uh, some trivia tidbits here that you may not be aware of. But uh, we're in the middle of Marquesas, and uh, maybe because my knowledge of that show—I mean, I'd seen the show a million times, but. You know, I I didn't quite you know, care as much about it, at least back in the day. I definitely won won me over throughout the, the course of Survivor Oz. But uh, uh, she started asking me all these questions like, oh, well, what happened to this person? Because in the prior season, she'd say, you know, whatever happened to Jerry? And I'm like, well, she actually came back and she did an episode of Blind Date. <laughs> <laughs> all these things. Whatever trivia, I have a Colby. What about him? It's like, oh, he's got his own reality show. In my case, just I had literally no clue for half these people. And she was asking for like, Gabriel, (laughs) and I think it was a yeah, and I think it was like Gabriel and Nalea. She's asking, So, what happened with these people? So, I started Googling and I'm finding a lot of these Marquestus people, uh, all had the links to some interview on something called Survivor Oz. I'm like, Oh, there's one show that's interviewed a lot of these more obscure people. Uh, not that Nalea is obscure, I mean, she shouldn't be, but uh, (laughs) so I'm like, Well, let me start checking this out. So, I started listening to it, and of course, like most people, it just turned into i can't believe there's so many interviews with survivor contestants and not just the ones you could hear any other place in the world like richard hatch you know but people like gabe and people like Nalea and uh uh, sean so i just started listening to all these marquesas ones and then i'm like well they got all these others so i started listening to that and then like oh they they just cover entire seasons like what is wrong with this one guy, Troy's internet connection. <laughs> and even the bad oh, things kind of just grabbed me as like, this is kind of entertaining. So uh, yeah, I, that was probably a couple of months before I actually came on to the show, but uh, I discovered it just through doing research and not being able to find anything else. And I think that was kind of uh, the the what the staple was of the Oz network. We're gonna track down every contestant, and we're gonna get contestants that you've never heard from anywhere else.
0: hundred percent. that was that was the goal that was what we wanted and it became a very obsessive part of my life i remember when it was a case of we are going to interview everyone and i mean at the time i think we were striking pretty high i think we got up to about 60 70 maybe even 80 percent at some point yeah with the, the the guests we got on and I mean it was it was obsessive uh i i would i would find these people i would message them i would message them again and i would message them again and i i mean there were lots of comments about how we were just you know too much sometimes and It's not like I message them every day. I would like, you know, (laughs) wait like six months and then try them again. Like, I mean, until I got a flat out fuck off or no, like, I mean, if I'm, if I get a red message or I get something like that, like, it's not a no. So, you know, and and to this day, I've probably had like 10 messages sent to certain contestants who have ignored me every single one. Fine. Like, you know, I'm not going to force them to do it, but it, yeah, it kind of became a bit of an obsession and then kind of everything took off from there and then, here we are 10 years later and obviously ultimately the, the history of course is that what 2016 it was when survivor Oz kind of ended and then 2017 we rebooted into this, what we are now, the Oz network. So yeah, I mean, it's been, a, it's been a fun journey I think. And I, I don't know, like it was, it was kind of interesting this year that we reached our 1000 episode of the Oz network. And then also we were reaching the 10th anniversary. I mean, if you know, we had have actually probably done it properly, we could have celebrated both at the same time, but <laughs> Hey, what we like to talk about ourselves a lot. So I mean, do you regret ever having applied, Colin? You might have had a life over the last like uh, <laughs> eight or so years if you had maybe never signed up to this show. Uh,
1: I, 90% I would say no. Uh, 10%. <laughs> there were definitely times where I'm like, whoa, what did I get myself into here? Uh, but uh, I mean, no, it was fine. I, at the time that I did apply, um, it, it was it was definitely a downtime for me. You know, I was kind of doing my own business thing on the side working a little I, I basically had three jobs but none of which amounted to full time so sometimes I would have days where I'd be working 12 13 hours straight and sometimes I'd have days where I'm like I got two hours of work what else am I going to do so I mean it was perfect for the time to be able to come in and contribute a little bit here and there uh you know, and obviously as things got busier that's when it reached the point where it's like oh there's no other option now I'm the only person who can do this <laughs> so uh, that's when the 10 percent comes in where it's like oh total regret should have never done this in the first place
0: and that's often what people say when they listen to this show. They uh they get 5 yeah. minutes in and go, oh, shit, I shouldn't have done this. This is this is crap." Uh really kind of shouldn't It's the have, other
1: uh, thing. It's like 90% of the time like, "Why am I listening to this?" And then the 10%, 10% we have you. We have you 10% of the episode.
0: Yeah, exactly. And uh one of these days we might get to 100%. Who knows? We'll uh we'll find out how that goes. What we're going to do now though, uh we'll talk more about sort of uh some of the history and memories and everything along those lines, but I I want to I want to play this little uh chat that I had with Jillian. So obviously we always say Jillian's the mother of Survivor Oz. She basically birthed us. And we're gonna hear from her now a little bit more about the history, about why she commented on my wall, the reality rally history, and everything else in between as well. So let's cross to myself talking to the mother of Survivor Oz, Jillian Larson, about birthing this show. <laughs> be able to celebrate our 10-year anniversary on this show without bringing on the person who essentially is the reason why this show exists. For those who have forgotten the story, it was on this day back in 2011 that I saw a certain Facebook post on my wall that led on to this journey of many interviews, many episodes And I would like to say many listeners, but a couple of listeners over the years at least. Uh, That person, of course, competed on the 17th season of Survivor, of Survivor Gabon. And outside of her time on Survivor, has gone to raise millions upon millions of dollars for breast cancer research in the U.S., for her event reality rally through her event reality rally as well for Michelle's Place and has done some amazing things throughout that and outside of her time on Survivor. It's a pleasure to welcome back to the Oz Network slash Survivor Oz, Gillian Larson. Gillian, first of all, it's a pleasure to have you back and a pleasure to see your face in front of me, always smiling, always happy and <laughs> excited to at least uh, talk about this journey that you helped create for me many years ago.
2: Well, thank you, Ben, and thank you so much for having me on, and thank you for all the support you have been throughout the years. But quickly, I want to correct, it's resource, the, uh, it's ca- it, and breast cancer resource, but they have opened their services. Michelle's Place opened all of their services to all cancers a year and a half ago, and it's for resources. It's not for research, but yes. So back to, yeah. What I got was the R it, word wrong, ago? the
0: re, the re what? part kind of just. Uh, yeah, the you know, re got, part.
2: You got the re part right, but resource, got, yeah. Resource, <laughs> so, yeah. resource. Yeah, you think that if means it, people just, can go and
0: get help. Yeah, I was going to say any professional podcast would go, okay, cut, we'll redo that uh, intro to make me sound smart. But again, in 10 years, clearly I haven't learned any of those skills. I just get lazy and just go, oh, cool. Well, you know, it makes me sound dumb. I'm fine with that. But uh, it's it's such an interesting, unique journey because, we used to do a, a birthday episode every year on Survivor Oz where we would kind of go over this story, like how did we come into existence and all that sort of stuff. But it's been a while since we've done a birthday episode. It's been a while since we've been able to tell the story. So, Gillian, 10 years ago today you decided to post a little thing on my wall. What, what brought about this, some random guy in Australia? And, uh, yeah, why, why did you post on my wall all those years ago? Well,
2: the first thing, Ben, is I believe that nothing happens by chance everything is sort of like directed guided uh we are guided by whatever the force is that we would like to believe in so uh yep i had got on survivor i'd had this eight-year attempt uh 20 applications to get on survivor eventually made it onto season 17 in gabon um and then when i was there unfortunately i was booted off second and i kept thinking to myself what was this passion and drive for me to get on and I didn't know that there was an afterlife. I didn't even know anything that there could be afterwards. Um, so when I was there for five weeks afterwards, I went walking in the jungle for five hours a day. And I thought, how can I use this experience? And I developed what you did call Reality Rally. And that's correct. So a Reality Rally is a fundraising event for Michelle's place in Temecula. And having reality stars from A variety of shows come to Temecula to meet the public and help us raise money. And I created this event, Walking in the Jungle Every Day, um, that has turned into three days of fun. And I can go into that a little bit later. So In my plan and during that jungle walk, I kept thinking, okay, what are the components I need to put together to make this happen? I want to raise money for a charity. I want to have reality stars come to town. I want to promote our town of Temecula. But how do I do all of that? It's me alone in the jungle, no budget, no event, nothing. I'm not even in Temecula at the time. Uh, Obviously, I was in Africa. So I thought one of the things I need to do is I need to reach out and let people know, which, duh, that's obvious. Um, And so when I got back into town and Reality Rally was ready to roll out, and thanks to hundreds of volunteers and a dedicated crew, everybody, every one of us is a volunteer making it happen. So I started stalking Facebook, um, looking for people. And also a very valuable part of this was, you know, the insights on your website. If you have views from certain amount of countries, um, first of all, that's very valuable. You can say we are viewed in 96 different countries, which was pretty cool. And also, I know that people all over the world, or most of the world anyway, a lot of them, um, know Survivor and would like to hear from a Survivor. And I know media people are always looking for content. And so for some reason, and again, I do believe it was kind of destined to pop up. I saw you popped up one day on my wall of Facebook and I had just barely got Facebook rolling for me. Um, And so you popped up on my Facebook. And so I always look, you know, the name, the person, where they from, and what do they do? Well, you had the word media in there. And I thought, oh, cool, media, he can help me, you know, get some of the word out for what I am doing post-Survivor, while maybe you have listeners who would like to know more about Survivor. So hey, Ben, I am in California. And (laughs) if you're ever interested in talking to somebody who's been on Survivor recently, I would love to chat. So please message me and let's get together, obviously, virtually. And let's talk. That was where that happened. What happened? That's where it started. And you did. Now you yeah. could have ignored that. You could yeah. have just let it fly over. Nothing come of it. And you could have said, Oh, that's you know interesting. Or yeah. She's an old woman. Why would I want to talk to her <laughs> uh, or whatever? But you didn't, you see, you hopped on the opportunity as well. And that has led to what I consider 10 years of amazing experiences. Um, for both of us, but for also for you and for all of your listeners to have heard what I had to say, but then subsequently my task was to connect you with as many survivors as I could, which I then took very diligently <laughs> and I went ahead and I connected you with did. endless people. I said, hey, this is Ben. He's in Australia. He wants to talk to you about Survivor. Please connect. And they did. And you did. So that's what happened. And then, of course, you've had several trips, which you can explain uh, more of. Which, again, if I hadn't have reached out for my purposes, looking for exposure for reality rally, not for me. I actually don't really care about the me. I wanted exposure for the fundraising event we were going to have because we really hadn't had it yet. I was still about to launch it. Um, and the first year was 2011 I think 11 was the first one and you hopped on it for the benefit of your listeners and your listeners listened and got a lot out of it so it was a huge win-win-win-win win win, win opportunity because you listened
0: yeah kind of all that sort of stuff like again I I do like this positivity of listeners plural but uh, you know we can talk about that after I mean it's It's crazy, just even reading this post now, which we'll share on our website, but I mean, it's just a simple post. You simply say, hey Ben, if you're ever interested in doing an interview with me about what many reality stars do with their 15 minutes for charity, let's chat. Perhaps we can Skype chat, check out our event, and I can tell you about many others we all do, plus a little Survivor if you have any interested listening audience. And I I sort of reply to that, and I do love uh, my line at the end of my reply to you where you, you've offered this great chance to interview you. I'd never interviewed a survivor contestant at that point. To me, at that point in my life, survivor contestants were still these uber celebrities who I just, you know, admired. And yet here I am thinking about myself at the end where I'm like, could you actually put me in contact with some other survivors? Uh, like, I'm straight away gone, like, I should be happy with just interviewing one. And straight away, I'm like, ah, but you can put me in contact with some others, right?
2: <laughs> well, you, see, you know, Ben, that's the other thing. The answer will always be no until you ask. Now, had you not asked me to do that, I might have not have said, I think I would have, but um, I I might not have said, hey, you know, how about if I connect you with others that I know? And by that time, I had spent a year preparing for Reality Rally, actually, again, stalking Facebook, looking for everybody that I could to connect with them, tell them who I am, what I was doing, and would they be interested in coming and helping us have fun over three days, raising money for Michelle's place. So, yeah, that's... You, you hopped on and you did it. And I I, rem-
0: I remember that period vividly because that was really the part where I'd been doing radio for a while, but the, the prospect of sort of phone interviews and things like that was still relatively fresh. I'd only been doing it for a couple of years. And back then it was going into the radio studio, arranging studio time, and, and it was all phone based. It was never internet based. So kind of the thing too that this led to was me having to research how I could do it online, how I could do it from home and that kind of set that process up, which led to everything that has kind of gone through with all the podcasts. I don't mean we wouldn't be doing this right now if it really wasn't exactly for that. So kind of all those swings and roundabouts that kind of come about that. And then you were mentioning sort of the opportunities and I'm not trying to turn this into the Ben Waterworth gloats about his life uh, episode, but it was from there, you know, it did lead to many opportunities. I was lucky enough to 10 reality rally in 2016. I, I never probably would have gone had it not been for that initial contact with you. Through that, I've, I've gone to other events. I've spent numerous um, hours and days and weeks with yourself and other Survivor contestants made some genuine friendships out of it where it's just crazy to think that 10 years ago, again, I'm watching this show that I love, never imagining that things like this were, would be possible. So it's really fascinating to think that how one little moment can do that for someone's life. And on the flip side, I hope then that what we've been able to do by having you on the show has has opened people's ears up and, and made them aware of, of Michelle's place, Reality Rally, all these kind of things. And if that's led to one person in Australia going, "Well, oh, crikey, I'm going to go across to the US and see this, and fantastic, or even donate some money. So it's just it's fascinating. A Facebook post that has changed so much in the last decade, Gillian.
2: Absolutely. But again, if people don't take notice of it, I always say that an idea is just an idea until you actually hop on it. But if you don't hop on it, it wasn't meant to be. But it is. Hey, you forgot to mention that you went to a Survivor finale. I
0: did, I mean, yes. That was, a, that was everybody's an experience dream. in itself. Which was, <laughs> gosh, that was a whirlwind 48 hours because I remember flying there, not having a ticket, basically being told you're not going to get a ticket. Uh, They're all done and they'd done it differently, I think, from that point around for, for seat fillers or whatever it's called. And then essentially... I got a message from one of our listeners who I, I'm so sad to say right now, I cannot remember his name off the top of my head. And I'm so sorry if he's listening. Like this is this has got nothing against you. I just have a terrible, I barely remember who I'm into right now. G- Jillian, is it? Um, And sort of that morning, I get a message saying that he was in San Diego. He couldn't make it up. This is the Game Changers finale. And again, it was sort of not even a guarantee that I'd get in because I basically had to show this message to one of the seat fillers and hope they believe me. Um, and they were just kind of like, yeah, all right, go on. Like, you come from Australia. And long story short, I was lucky enough to be in the audience that night. So, yeah, I mean, again, little things like that. And do you remember the 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 after parties? Like, you've obviously been to plenty of these finales, but I think I counted I met about 70 or 80 former contestants because everybody was there those two days. It was crazy.
2: Absolutely. And, you know, I go to them. Um, again, it's not about me. It's actually very tiring being me sometimes going to everything <laughs> that I can. Uh, But it's so that I can meet people, I can tell people what I'm doing, what we are doing in Temecula, what, you know, all the volunteers that help me make it happen, our sponsors, our contestants, the reality stars who come. Um, So I go to them all just to chat, you know, and say hi. Um, Never in a million years when I was younger, and that was a while back, uh, would I ever have thought that I would be hitting bars in Hollywood you know, hanging around when I was 61, 62, 63. I remember doing et that. Like, was
0: it? I think it was on the night before the finale. We ended up going to some downtown bar in LA. It was like midnight. We thought we were going to get locked on a roof somewhere. I think because of the the car park. And Then we got stuck in the the parking lot, didn't we? Because of some yeah, gate we got open locked and,
2: into a garage. <laughs>
0: yeah. Like, there we are, downtown L.A., just, you know, sure. And then I remember the after party after the finale, which I thought we couldn't get into, but then you basically knew, was it Lynn Spillman's people or somebody or Jeff Probst's assistant or somebody let us in, and it was just like, cool, this is pretty cool.
2: (laughs) You know, that's the other thing that I've, I've really made a big attempt at. First of all, I really like people, and I like to be connected. I like to... You know just know and and be rememberable and things like that and uh i connected with several of the producers quite a few years ago and, uh, you know, that's it. I just, everybody actually always used to text me saying, Hey, where's the after party? Like I was the source. <laughs> no, I don't know where it is. But, you know, you're in the know, Jillian.
0: Yeah. You know everything. Come on. That's a good thing yeah, to well, have.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but, you know, it's because I genuinely care. And I really wanted to see these guys. I wanted to say hi. You know, and thank you again for another great season, which, by the way, I just noticed on Facebook the cast for 41 has just mm. been released.
0: Yeah. So, uh, you
2: can go Which and is, check that out.
0: Obviously, by the time people are listening to this, it's um obviously the season would have started by now, but it's it's kind of it's it's weird at that period right now. We were so used to like to a season that all of a sudden we haven't had anything since Winner's at War. So it's like, hey, Survivor, that's a thing. Remember that? much um, just so much has kind of happened in in the interim. I'm actually looking here uh at the statistics in terms of I uh, I'm I'm a type of person who likes to see how many times people have been on the show and kind of things like that. You were on the show. Julian, 19 times across our history which uh you know that was a that was a fun fun stat to look at i'm just trying to see here who would have been more on than you uh billy billy garcia of course would have been on a few more times than you but outside of that you you were our number one appearance uh in terms of the show so you were our first and then uh you know alongside billy our most frequent
2: well, thank, but again, Ben, you know, the reason that I do that and, and love it when you ask and I hop on whatever I can, is that what can I, you know, can I add something for you? Can I add something for your listeners? Can I add an interesting tidbit? You know, can I let people in Australia know what we're doing? And yes, we have had some people that have come out from Australia um, to our event and also have donated. Um, so it's been great. But again, hey, you know, if I can, I do. And uh, that's my motto. And what? It's fun. I mean, life is to be lived. It's not a practice run. I can't say, oh, Don, I should have. Um, so thank you for having me on that many times. I
0: have to. I have to ask in all those wall posts that you did put back in 2011 i'm sure i wasn't the only person you did reach out to i mean did any of those other posts maybe or people you contacted back then did, did that lead to any sort of similar relationships or kind of long ongoing uh, situations where you did form some sort of uh connection with those people
2: you know i'll have to give that a little bit of thought nothing comes to mind immediately i, I have to say that your and my media relationship was definitely one of the strongest. Uh, Because we both had an agenda. I wanted to, you know, add something to your show. And I've been so thrilled at all of what you've been able to do because of that first connection. I mean, to me, that's amazing. Um, And it's what I call a ripple of, well, it's a ripple of Reality Rally, but it's a ripple of Survivor. Uh, People say to me, you know, how did Survivor change your life? Well, it didn't change my life. It just added to it. Uh, in an amazing way, all the people that I do know now and I've connected with, but, um, I, you know, I've stayed connected. I, I don't know if you saw, but uh, uh, Dalton Ross has been doing Survivor Quarantine episodes,
0: mm-hmm. and
2: so, um, you know, I met him when I was at on Gabon before we went into the game, and he did the interview then. And so, anyway, I did an interview with him just, oh, gosh, maybe a month ago, um, talking about some of the behind-the-scenes things. So, if anybody... Wants to check There'd that out. There's been an out, interesting little to... series,
0: kind of just who he's been talking to and little it things is. like that. yeah. Um, because the thing, the thing that I'll say that, like, always I love doing about Survivor Oz was, you know, we, I mean, your interview, I think, from memory, the first one we ever did was, say, 15, 20 minutes. It was it was ridiculously short by what we turned into. I mean, our longest with Dan Foley went for about four and a half hours. So it's kind of it's 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 kind of amazing to think that that was a, a standard Survivor Oz interview when we first started. But I always loved kind of what is now referred to as a deep dive uh, with the contestants because back then it was sort of really let's get you on for an exit interview or let's do this or let's do that. It was sort of still very early days of podcasting and there were very limited Survivor podcasts around in 2011. And, you know, we were one of, if not the first sort of show to really do these extended interviews, which are now commonplace. And it always, it always, I always laugh when I see a podcast going, we've got a deep dive with Jillian Larson, like, you know, we're going to speak to her for longer than an hour. And I'm thinking like, dude, like, come on, like that's just standard for Survivor Oz. So, um, but like, that was a fascinating part. Like you see these things with Dalton now kind of bringing these behind the scenes, but like just the, the, the things that I would find out and like, yeah, that first interview with you, I'm that fan. Who's going to be asking you, Oh, what's it like living out there? How do you go to the bathroom? Like the standard, you know, people, ask those sort of questions, but then you sort of get along further and I'm like, well, I've heard that from 30 different contestants Now I don't care, like, you know, how much did you hate sugar? Like, you know, kind of things like that where it would just like go on to those pages. So, yeah, it's, it's an interesting sort of uh, way of looking at the landscape too, I guess, how 10 years ago that's where it was and now you're getting contacted by Dalton just for a quick little pandemic interview.
2: You know, the interesting thing too is way back in 2011, 12 and probably on a little bit more than that, Um, So much of Survivor was a secret Mm. and we were bound by contract, you know, not to tell all and not to say things. And actually when I got off Survivor, I started doing um, speaking engagements and talking about being the best person you can be and going for your dream and all that sort of stuff. And then of course, a little about Survivor during that. And to date I've done close to 500 of those, but at first, I had to contact CBS and say, okay, I'm speaking to the, you know, the, this and that and the other. And they, you know, and eventually after about 10 or 12 of these, they said, oh, for God's sakes, just go ahead and do what you're doing. (laughs) So much of what we knew we couldn't say, but then Jeff started doing behind the scenes stuff and we could see stuff. And um, so there was much, there was much less secrecy needed. So then deep dives could happen a little bit better. Yeah. And uh, we could talk more about what we actually, because, you know, editing is so huge. I mean, Mm -hmm. I I don't know if you know, but I haven't really watched my own season. I Mm. have watched the opening the night that we came, you know, it started. I watched it recently with uh, one of my family, my daughter and her family. Um, But I haven't really watched it because it actually makes me somewhat sad. I because- was well, going to say
0: there's a redux we could do because I, I, I hear that a lot from contestants and one thing that I love doing over the years is we'd get some contestants on and do sort of commentaries when they would say that. We got John Carroll on to basically do commentary every episode of cases and I remember – him like just literally squirming in his seat when it got to his boot episode. He's like, I I have not watched this in what that point would have been maybe 10, 12 years. And like, it was legitimately watching his emotions. I I stayed at T-Bird's house one time and we watched her boot. And again, she had not watched that in forever. And like, I was more actually interested watching the reactions. And it'll be fascinating to see, like watching it with you, kind of watching your reactions, seeing like not only your boot episode, but the entire season to see like how that makes you feel.
2: I've actually had several Survivor fans who've contacted me over the, you know, the last three or four years. Well, maybe actually even more so because of the quarantine, everybody had more time. And so many people have been doing Survivor binges, Mm -hmm. um, have asked me, you know, what I think about it and said, what mine? And I said, to be honest, I really haven't watched it. Um, And I watched some of it in the green room at the finale. Um, but you know, we know so much more that goes into stuff, and I think what makes me feel sort of the saddest is that editing—and not just for me—but editing produces us as another sort of person that we maybe are not or are not. And Randy called me a useless woman or a useless annoying woman or something, old woman, you know, whatever, in the first episode. So therefore nothing was shown and i think boy that makes me my people who know me know who i am but i thought you know i feel very sad for my family to think that people around the world are listening to somebody calling me their person their family person uh, a useless old woman and i think that's what makes me the saddest but then i think hey who cares look what i've been able to do with it yeah, um, But, yeah, that's, I think, a bit the more big thing about yeah. editing.
0: Kind of proving that you're not a useless woman, essentially, from <laughs> that point on. So, I, I, to me, to me, the biggest thing I always take away from your time as Survivor is just I like saying the words elephant dung in a South African accent. So, that's just kind of what, you know, elephant dung. Like, that. that's about it. So, um, that, that's well, a more positive than useless woman, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, but you do know that I, I, if you read the, the, the pandemic, uh, Dalton Ross's thing, Um, I realized when I first, well, I knew that you burn elephant dung keeps the bugs away. I mean, that's a given in Survivor. Everybody gets bitten to pieces, so I knew that that could fix that, and it did while I was there. But then when the very first day I said, okay, I'm going to go look for elephant dung so that we could, when we got fire, we could start burning it. Well, everybody was horrified, (laughs) and I thought, aha, I'm going to ask who wants to go with me. And of course, nobody did. Well, good. I can be looking for clues, I can be looking for idols, I can be looking for messages, I can be looking for something while I'm looking for elephant dung. So there was actually a big reason for it, not just to keep the bugs away, it was actually to keep my tribe away. <laughs> I would have
0: given props to the producers if they hid an idol in some elephant dung, like that's smart. Like. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs>
2: Yep. get right go. in
0: there just dig down for it there's yes. the idol I, covered in shit i would have like. dug it out <laughs> yeah so anyway I so that's a, a little of bit people, of a backstory a lot of people would now Gillian, I it wouldn't be a good host if i didn't um get you to talk about reality rally before we let you go sort of uh i guess update i mean you mentioned i mean not only is it 10 years of of survivor slash the old network 10 years of reality rally so where, where are we at right now i mean is there going to be an event in in 2022 are you looking towards that right <laughs> now kind of where are we right now with that
2: well, we obviously had to cancel 20 and 21 and 20 would have been our 10 year anniversary of events. And, you know, I would love to know, think that we have raised millions and millions. We haven't quite raised millions and millions, but we just have Just say you raised... have, it's
0: fine. That it sounds better in the introduction.
2: Just like
0: we have millions and millions of listeners. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: There yep. you go. We do, you have got millions and millions of listeners. <laughs> um, so I have booked uh, the three venues, the Watson family, who are the founders of Michelle's place, Michelle's place, making sure they didn't have a conflict of event um, and, and talked to all of our checkpoint people to make sure that they would be available. So there's a lot of little cogs and things to go in the wheel of making Reality Rally happen. So I cleared it with everybody, the sound and light guy, some of the videographers, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and we booked it for um, May third, uh, excuse me, fourth, fifth, no, fifth, sixth, and seventh, I'll get it right, May fifth, sixth, and seventh, and it's on our website, realityrally.com, with every intention of really hoping we can do it, and in January, I will start looking at it seriously, can we, because of what's happening, I mean, COVID keeps rearing its ugly head, and who knows, Um, you know, and there's so many reasons why it might not work. First of all, large gatherings. We have three events with large gatherings. I mean, Friday's usually around, you know, a thousand people and Saturday's over a thousand and Friday's, you know, five, six hundred or whatever. So can we do those? Um, One of them is indoors, two of them is outdoors. Um, But then on the other hand, will people be so strapped financially from what they've gone through? Will they be able to you know, make the donations they would like, buy the tickets to the events. Um, We rely so, so strongly on sponsors. We run about an $800,000 event on sponsorship uh, where, you know, people give us the food, the media time, the, uh, the newspaper articles, the, you know, the videos, everything, the sound and light for the whole weekend. So all of this is run by sponsors. Thank God and thank you know, these people are amazing. Others we couldn't do it. Because it is a you know it, you saw it, it's a pretty yeah. big, impressive, Very fun, big. amazing event. Um and can can those sponsors do? I mean, for one, I know our sign guy lost his business and he's provided over forty, fifty thousand dollars worth of signage every year, just as a gift from his heart to help us raise money, and he's lost his business. So you know, how will it impact and, and in all good conscience, you know, can I ask people, you know, are you able to, and I will, because it'll certainly be their choice and whatever somebody might be able to work with us and do with us, um, great. Um, so yeah, I'll see you in January and hopefully COVID will have been a little bit more under control so that we can do it again, because, you know, Michelle's place is so reliant on fundraising. Um, and it, this past year and a half, I've continued to fundraise in several ways. I've run some um, opportunities. There's a luxury safari lodge in South Africa called Zulu and Yala, and they have given us an amazing deal. And I've sold like 15 or 16 of those trips. Uh, they were $2,500 for, for two people to go for uh, wow. six days, six nights with a three year window to use. And Zulu and gives back 1,250. Great. So, I mean, we raised a fair amount of money that way and just things like that. But yeah, I really hope we can do it.
0: Me too. Fingers crossed. And I tell you what, I, I barely know where I'm going to be tomorrow, let alone in a few months time for that. But um, hopefully if stars align i might be in that neck of the woods uh come that so if i'm around and it's happening i may hit you up and i may have to come to my second reality rally to to kind of experience it again which uh yeah i will say like you know it was amazing time i uh, in in all seriousness that was one of the the best trips i've ever been on that overall experience but like to come to reality rally and just experience everything there and it was so much fun Uh, i mean one of my first memories of that is getting lost at the San Diego airport not knowing where my transportation is and all of a sudden having Kelly and Dale Wentworth kind of come up to me and have a great uh, little bus trip back. And then I remember going in there and all of a sudden seeing – Uh, Richard Hatch, who uh, then realized who I was and then gave me a massive hug. So uh, kind of it's sort of a unique little moment when I'm fanboying out over Richard Hatch and he remembers uh, me (laughs) interviewing him and gives me a hug. So um, I'll take it.
2: (laughs) Now, now to me, the fact that you you grew and and experienced and walked through all these amazing doors of opportunity, because I sent you a very brief email and you answered it. To me, it's amazing that. But again, it's because you hopped on it. Um, yeah. So anybody just, you know, if you're interested in helping us raise money, I really, really, really would like to do it again because they need money. They now provide support services for people with any form of cancer and uh, every penny counts. So keep an eye on realityrally.com and it will be updated. The dates are on there right now and it will be updated, but anybody who doesn't know, what it's like there's a video on the home page for each of these events there's a video yeah. about the reality rally race there's a video about the lip sync now we weren't doing the lip sync when you came were we
0: no you were you you did it the oh, night before i arrived i think it, you did it i arrived on the friday and i'm pretty sure you had it on the thursday night because i missed out i was very sad that i missed oh. out on the lip sync but you were doing it i just didn't unfortunately okay. get to go so that yeah. must
2: have been the first one we now do it on the friday night um, ah. the wilson creek because you had the
0: Friday night, and then my memories of that are there were about three after parties after the after party, and then I had about an hour's sleep before trugging along uh, Temecula downtown on the Amazing Race, getting yelled at by uh, Bob Crowley, Jeff Prope style. It was fun, uh, so um, it was a good day. But uh, no, it was not a lot of sleep was had, but it was a lot of fun. So
2: yeah, yeah and there videos for people to see it, and again, that was part of my my master plan is people can't read into my head. And I hope to God they never can, because what they might see (laughs) might not be the best. Um, But there needed to be videos about everything. And I've had the most amazing um, gentleman uh, several, many but, many, but one particularly, Michael scalesio of Black Tie Productions, has been an amazing sponsor. He's done a lot of our videos, and we've had several others that have been on board. So people don't have to look inside my head. They just go to the website, <laughs> realityrally.com, and they click on the lip sync and see the video. That, that's click your autobiography,
0: on the lips- isn't it? Inside Gillian's head, the Gillian Larson story. <laughs> uh, I'd buy it. Oh, I'd, I'd, I'd read that back yeah. to front. Like, come on, uh, cover to cover. I wouldn't put it down. Gillian, in all seriousness, uh, it's always fun getting you on the show and talking about the journey that you helped create for us here on the Oz Network slash Survivor Oz. Really do appreciate it and everything you've done over the years. And uh, here's to here's to 10 more. Let's get you on in 10 years to celebrate the uh, the 20th anniversary. Hopefully we might have a listener by then, so uh, fingers crossed. Oh,
2: Ben, you've got a lot of listeners, and I'm so glad that we connected you know, now, you know, 10 years. Um, And it's been a great journey for you. And it's been a very valuable, helpful journey for me and for what we do. And again, the entire reason is to raise money for Michelle's Place and have fun in Temecula. So that's the whole reason why I reached out. I thought I can, you know, help people in Australia know about us. Um, But yeah, I've had people, you know, South Africa, I've got some people that do some media there. Uh, but you've been i must say the the most uh, valuable hop on Aww. always there person to help do what we do so thank yeah, unlike you i'm so like coronavirus
0: i just don't go away once once i'm there it's like a pandemic <laughs> you're stuck with me it's kind of just it happens. well
2: thank you again i really do appreciate it and again my message is hey you know reach out always ask you never know what door is going to be open to you, and then from that door, other doors. And you know, people just have to remember that, that life isn't a practice run. Um, go for it, make the best of it, and do what you can.
0: <laughs> now, Colin, that interview. Uh, sorry, hang, hang. We should keep up tradition. Ah
2: <laughs> ha! <laughs>
0: um, just <laughs> going on that way. Um, Gillian, what, what a what a woman! Uh, what a, what an amazing what a woman. woman! What a woman! What uh, a woman! Obviously, she heard in that chat. You know, I've. Had the pleasure of 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 hanging out with her plenty of times and 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 meeting her and going to events and everything with her too and um yeah reality rally Colin you should get there come on why 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 haven't you been why haven't you been what are you doing I should you know I
1: I there was that and what's the um the Florida one hearts of reality yeah I I actually over the years. Would often make plans saying hey next year we're going to do this and then something comes up the next year like we have a child and it doesn't work (laughs) out but uh it is something i always wanted to do and i i i I do remember there was one year for reality rally you i think you had a a full-time job so (laughs) you couldn't you couldn't do the jillian interview but uh yeah there was one year where i was able to do the annual jillian interview and everything and uh you know it was great because you said okay this is going to be the easiest interview you've ever done you basically ask her what's reality rally and she'll take over for 25 minutes straight. That's essentially what happened. You know, yeah. it's, it's always, it's always a treat when you can do very little work and you can just let somebody talk. Sometimes you get these interviews where you're like, Oh, they answered that in 30 seconds. I'm not ready for my next question yet. I mean, I could have gone to the bathroom if I wanted to like, she, she knows what she's doing. She is public speaker. She could she could host this show like you know if you ever retire if you you're Jeff Propes and you ever retire Jillian's coming on as the next Oz network host.
0: Well, poor Billy, uh, I think Billy's listening to this right now getting angry and throwing stuff at the speakers. I thought Billy was designated uh backup <laughs> host. I mean, he's he's done the uh the, the gist there. I mean, and you speak spoke about going to the bathroom. I mean, infamously, we have have had contestants go to the bathroom in the middle of an interview before. Um, it was Yolanda, wasn't it, I think, just to out her. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think we've talked about that before. Um, probably the most awkward moment of my entire interviewing career was uh, having someone on webcam literally going to the toilet <laughs> and just, just not even stopping. It's not like they were like, oh, sorry, Ben, I'm just going to go to the toilet. Psst. Like it was literally continue to answer the question and just like nothing was different and i'm thinking you, you know i can see you right now what you're doing uh this is incredibly awkward but uh anyway that uh, that was happened um do you when you applied and I, i'm literally right now trying to see if i can still track down your application because i know you sent in a video which was great mm-hmm. very very entertaining but do you kind of do something like that with the, the mindset of like, yeah, I'm going to get in? Or is it just like, oh, I'll send this in and if I hear back, great. Or, or were you like desperate? Were you like, oh, my God, like this is what I've got to do. <laughs> I, I want to spend the next 10 years of my life speaking to this guy at 7 in the morning and never getting sleep?
1: If I had known that was the case, I, I wouldn't have put in an application at all. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, that's that's just kind of the way I'll do anything. I, I, I'm i very competitive so I immediately thought, okay, well, I, I wanna do something that a lot of people are probably gonna be too lazy to do. And I think when you put the post out saying, you know, oh, we're, we're looking for applicants, uh, feel free to do a video as if you're auditioning for Survivor, I'm like, well, I could do that. Like I, I like to, video editing is kind of one of my hobbies. And again, I had a little bit more time. And one day I'm like, I got nothing to do this afternoon. Let me just set two hours aside. I'll film something in 15 minutes, I'll edit it and I'll upload it in the rest of the time and then it's done. So. Uh, I, I think over the year, I, I assumed a lot more people probably would have done stuff like videos, you know, just to be fun. But uh, I, I'm pretty sure only two or three other people ever did. And a lot of times it was just somebody set up their phone saying, hi, my name is this. I I, I wonder if we could find it. But I actually think that Rossi might be one of the other people who did a video. Because I remember when when we had the applicants for Rossi's class, if you want to call it that, Rocky. Uh Rocky. Yeah. Sorry. Rossi was a different person who did not do a video. But yeah. yeah. I, I, I think that Rossi may have been one of the other ones who Rocky. actually did a video. Rocky, Rocky. Oh. <laughs> <I just> Rocky.
0: <laughs> gotta keep doing it. Um, so I've literally right now, this is, uh, again, goes to show how much I've prepped for this a- episode and just uh, really caring about our 10th anniversary. Um, I have lo- I have somehow accessed the Survivor Oz email account and here we go Colin Hilding application request um, 25th of June 2013 you've literally written in I beg you for an application form <laughs> signed Colin eager beggar to which you have then replied with a YouTube link which I'm going to open this. I, I don't know if this will all of a sudden audio will scream and the things or if it's even dead uh, but I've got your application form here. Wow, this is a. I'm glad I keep these things uh, because I, I honestly I don't even remember didn't what the know. questions are. I. You think I do? Uh, I, I. don't even remember how. Like I mean, you literally probably told a story just then that everybody listening to this is going, "Oh my god, man, we know this story about how we got on the show. Why are you asking it still?" Um, so if I click here, just quickly, your col your video does work. I might have to play some audio of this. <laughs> um, because I like, I'm just quickly... the the song at the end. Definitely play the audio of the song. You okay? So I've I've got uh, this is muted. I've got scene here Colin Hilding in, and you've got the Survivor Oz Ozlets logo, our OG logo, followed by the greatest video ever made. Seriously, <laughs> um, you were sitting on a couch with sticks. Um, which looked. Into- you mentioned Elizabeth in it, don't you? Don't you have a book or something yeah, like
1: that? Because I, I had her book. That's that was probably only a couple months after I realized I had celiac.
0: You know what? Let's 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 right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna play the audio of your application video right now. So people, because like I, we should have done this on our Oznet um, reunion episode last year, but uh, to really t- the tenth anniversary, this is something that has never been aired <laughs> ever on Survivor Oz slash the Oznet where this is I think only seen by me. Even though I'm guessing this is this a public video on YouTube or is it a private link? Because it's got 135 it's probably... views, Colin. What? Did you just watch this 135 times? <laughs> I loved you. I'm like, this star. It's sexy. Um, let's hear right now Colin's application video to be part of this show.
1: Okay, so I thought long and hard about the most incredible way that I could kick off a video pitching my candidacy to be an oslet, and I thought what better way to show my knowledge, my fanaticism about Survivor than to actually complete a fire building challenge in my own home. So I'm going to start a fire with sticks here in the apartment. Now I need an approach for this. So going back thinking about some of the great fire challenges in the past what should I do? Should I use the technique of Sundra and Becky? No, I don't have the patience for that. Well, what about Matt from Amazon? Yeah, yeah, I don't think that'll work out so well. Um, there's always Richard. Richard from all the way back in Borneo. I'm not much of a dancer. I'll tell you what, I'm just gonna give it a go here and see how far I can get starting a fire here. It wasn't such a good idea fire marshals have informed me that I cannot start a fire in here who knew okay bit about me and survivor I'm in the middle of re-watching all the seasons for I don't know second third fourth time as you can see I'm currently on Cook Islands which uh, is actually the first time I've watched this in several years uh, as I'm at work sometimes I go through some of the more recent lamer seasons usually watch it on this you can see Boston Rob he dominated all the screen time has to be Redemption Island I'm also in the middle of exposing my wife to Survivor, she's only seen the more recent seasons from Samoa on. So recent eBay orders, we have Palau, which we just finished watching, one of the best finales ever, and Vanuatu, one of my personal favorite seasons, featuring probably my two favorite Survivors of all time, Chris and Eliza. Okay, one extra thing about me, one of the most important guests that Survivor always wants to get is Elizabeth from Australia. Just a bit about me, I actually have celiac disease, the same thing that she has, she's one of the biggest supporters of it. This is her book, which I have read and I can say, no joke, it was a complete life changing book for me, makes it a lot easier. I live off of the Noji protein bars, Hasselbeck's Noji protein bars which are great by the way perfect if you can't eat gluten so I'm part of the club she may not talk to you maybe she'll talk to me who knows it's a long shot just as a send-off a little thank you from me to you I've decided to put together a special guest for you this is a -a one-of-a-kind performance song composed and performed specifically for this video from the one and only Want a
2: shirk. We're survivors.
1: Oz.
2: Sweet faced and passed the test. And in this story, all the world will see that survivors. Oz. What's best? Yeah. No, you're done.
0: Wow, Colin. Um, brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. All right, let's 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 quickly. that location form. Okay, so we've got uh, Colin Hilding. Location: Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. Facebook twitter cool why do you want to become an oslet and join survivor oz I don't, I don't really want to read all of this but uh i discovered the show a while ago within a day of hearing my first interview i was hooked listening to survivor oz for four to five hours a day i'm sorry um ah. when you're 18 you've been preparing for broadcast school you want to go on the radio cool um how long have you been a fan of survivor for let me see since about 10 seconds after the first news story broke about the show before the <laughs> premiere cool What is your favourite season of Survivor? You say Africa. Who is your favourite Survivor contestant and why? Hands down, it would be Chris Doherty. Cool. Yes. Um, What a man. Is this literally a question I asked? You are on a Survivor on a tribe with Russell Hantz, Amber Mariano, (laughs) Denise Stapley, Greg Viewers. Oh, boy. Let's let's bring that. I'm Uh, (laughs) going to be kind to Amber in this answer. (laughs) (laughs) Kelly Shin, Lil Morris, and Marty Piombo. Who do you align with? Who do you target as a first to go? And who do you form a secret alliance with a backup plan? That's a very intelligent question, Ben. Good job. Uh, You say, first of all, I am going to pray that the other tribe is made up of people like Papa Bear... Uh, Billy Garcia. You met Papa Bear uh, with me. I did. Bi- Billy Garcia and Skinny Ryan, because this may be me the least athletic tribe in Survivor history. <laughs> <laughs> As for my alliance, I would ally with Marty in a second, since he's one of my Survivor idols, and he's more likely to take the heat than I am. I'll be less of a threat just for standing next to him. My second choice would be Denise, because clearly she has a miraculous skill for surviving, despite losing, which, based on the lack of athletic prowess in my tribe, we would need. My first target would be Amber, because... One of my life goals is to watch her lose.
2: Yes.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> For the record, I officially re-edited the ending on Survivor All-Stars of my van, to show. Rob winning said, she's gone. My secret alliance is Russell because he will almost definitely have a hidden idol in his possession, and I'd much rather have that working with me instead of against me. No, no mention of poor Kelly or Lil, can, you know. Can
1: I just comment on what the funniest thing about these applications is? I thought, okay, well, they're going to be, you know, uh, analyzing the questions. They're going to want to get the best of the best. Uh, When future people applied, a lot of discussion was, hey, this person can form a sentence. There's no (laughs) grammatical errors in there. Let's
0: take them. (laughs) I remember that. Well, I think that was when we kind of switched more to writing, like kind of when we started, "Yeah, we're going to do articles and everything along those lines. So, I mean, that made sense at the time, right? Uh, You'd bring a chessboard as your luxury... Item, um, you are in an elevator and the only person in is Jeff Probst. What is the first thing you say to him? Stop avoiding Survivor Oz and do an interview already. Um,
1: <laughs> that's a smart answer.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that probably got you over the line there. Uh, do you have any skills such as graphic design, web editing? <laughs> cool. Uh, would you be willing to make phone calls on both? Look at that, me being lazy, just porting <laughs> off jobs to people. Oh, I can't uh, wait to struggle with the phone calls. Would you be willing to take part in Survivor Oz episodes and discussion? You say, Are you kidding? It's what I was born for. As I said, <laughs> yeah. I was three weeks away from starting broadcasting school and the last minute I changed my mind. If I had to stuck That's... with it, I'd probably be the Ben Waterworths <laughs> of <the> Winnipeg <Whittapen> Canada. <laughs> <laughs> if someone gets me on the talk of Survivor, I can talk and talk and talk and talk all day. Wow. Jesus. For 10 years. Yeah, and you the last what? one here. Can I just, I'll, just, I'll just add the last one here. A role as an Auslet requires dedication and commitment. While the role is completely volunteer and unpaid, we still ask that you commit at least a few hours a week to the role, helping produce... Con- Got an asshole comment here. Making phone calls and assisting wherever possible. We strongly suggest that if this is an issue, you reconsider taking on a role with the show. <laughs> Having read all above, will this be an issue? You say, I will be successful in joining, and it will never be an issue. I spent many hours volunteering unpaid work to lousy websites in the past, so why not give the same support to a site as amazing as Survivor Oz? Oh, Colin
2: you know you know what's
0: what's so
1: great about that is that uh you know i i mean the the whole thing about broadcasting school like that was that has always been what i wanted to do and i think we talked about this on the 1000th episode that uh that's kind of the reason i do this today because you know i I realized i actually was going to re-enter broadcasting school probably around the time that i was applying for this and when i went there they said okay you know a lot of things have changed you know there's too many radio stations in Manitoba now so the work is very little the work you do get is probably going to be a part-time thing and it's probably not going to pay you more than 11 or 12 bucks an hour and i'm like okay forget <laughs> that
0: more than you uh, get on this show, though you probably shouldn't well, be taking it. That's the funny up. thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's the funny thing is I had a up. Let me just do it for free then. I mean, I could have been making money right now. I've been the Ben Water. If
0: I'd been the Ben Waterworth of, I mean, I am the Ben Waterworth again. I'm doing this for free. <laughs> you're not making any money, exactly. Um. So, wow. I'm trying to see if Noah's applic. Uh, Noah I wouldn't have an application because I was just creeping on. You were thir- just 13-year-olds. messaging
1: miners on the internet yeah
0: wow this bl- i'm so excited that i've gotten i'm wondering if we've got any emails here too bad if i've got like an email from jeff Propes going why aren't you answering my email i'll come on the show um wow what a what a blast from the past i, I mean i do remember you know when we sort of started having helpers and you know obviously ethan garcia was the very first one that sort of came on board and the ogs were ethan lancey troy Jared, and who's the other original that I'm forgetting? I swear we had five. Noah. Did I not mention Noah? Oh, there we go. Uh, <laughs> you made know. I don't know. <laughs> hang on. Noah, Ethan, Troy, Lancey, and Ethan. No, I said Ethan twice. Jared, <laughs> there's five there. Um, but, I mean, they were some of my my favourite episodes, those original caps that we used to do, the season sort of recaps. And I'm telling you now, uh, just don't – I mean, you can't listen to them if you sign up to our Patreon. But, um yeah, we'd be we'd be canceled a long time ago because there were some oh, yeah. pretty dodgy things that were said back in the day. Not that there aren't dodgy things that are said today, but um, you know, maybe it comes to the point now where I just don't give a shit whereas back then it was sort of like, <laughs> "Ooh, okay. Um, very very interesting." But yeah, I mean it was it was a fun time. Like it's 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 interesting to look back and, you know, you mentioned about having full-time work those were the days. Um <laughs> But, like, even before sort of I worked full-time, I mean, I think, again, we talked about this in the thousands episode, but it was it was pretty much a full-time job. We were at peak oh, yeah. doing, like, like three, four episodes a week on, on each episode of Survivor. We were doing the recaps. We were writing, you know, all these kind of in-depth articles, and it was a it was a pretty well-oiled machine, but um, it was fun. Like, I mean, it was stressful, but it was fun. It was nice to actually have an audience. Let's just put it mm-hmm. that way. So... <laughs> Um, well, wow. that yeah. audience
1: can turn on you very quickly.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, yes. I, look, can we talk about that? Can we just? I, I know we've talked about it a few times, but why not? Let's 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 not all talk about the good. Obviously, our pretty infamous "Worlds Apart" preview episode. Thanks, Noah. I um, wasn't there. I'm on record saying no, I was not there. <laughs> it 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 yeah. Look, it it was it was pretty poorly handled. I think I've admitted that on air that. Uh, you know, particularly how I handled it and kind of got very defensive and, and oh, well, Corinne says this and Rob has a podcast. Why are you going off of me? <laughs> um, So, look, I would do that all over again. Um, You know, it was pretty bad and, and you know, you look back on it, you, you live, you learn. I, I say offensive things now, but nobody listens. It's the difference. Um, yeah. So, uh, and Noah's always been racist. Clearly, that's where it started. So... Uh,
1: <laughs> That's why he's not here right
0: now, <laughs> yeah, but uh, I mean, do you remember that period like you weren't on the episode, but I mean because the thing is that blew up like it didn't blow up immediately it was what a few months later when when Mike got on board and Mike was the one that was kind of tweeting it out there yeah. and that's when it blew up so it was it had been out for a couple of months before all of a sudden we we got a bit of hate for it
1: yeah I well, I, I think there were some initial comments from listeners immediately. And then, yeah, as far as the cast goes, uh, that that definitely came later on. Uh, I remember being on I think it was the episode after that because I, I came on and there had probably been some group discussion in our in our uh, Facebook group about, oh, yeah, the, everything about the, the previous week's episode we're gonna address that. And when I was on the next week's episode, I think you guys were mentioning, oh, yeah, this happened. And I had to ask. I'm like, so what? I didn't listen to the episode. Like, what happened? I I was so confused. And, you know, when it's described to you, you know, you you assume you're going to get one thing and then you get something else. And then I listened to it. I'm like, "Uh," you know, I can kind of see maybe where some people may have taken offense to it. But at the same time, you have to understand intentions sometimes, you know. And I think we also talked about context. You know, you could say some things in one part of the world and you can't say it in another. Unfortunately, the majority of people listening were in a part of the world where something maybe took on a different meaning than it would take on in the place of origin, being snug, where everybody says stupid (laughs) things. I don't know. Uh, But yeah, it was uh, still to this day, I feel like worlds apart. I don't know if I'll ever rewatch the season just because there was a lot of negativity even surrounding the behind the scenes stuff of that season that makes it hard to go back from, but it, just... it, it, it's, I, I still, I love to be able to say, Hey, I actually did interview somebody from worlds apart. So, I mean, it, it blew over at some point. I mean, you met Who somebody. Was from Who worlds did you apart. interview
0: from? Are you talking about was, Dan being on this show? No, or was... it, uh,
1: I think it was Carolyn. I think I did a recap with Carolyn once.
0: See, see, this is the thing because, like, I often forget – I mean, legitimately sometimes I forget half the interviews that I did. Like, somebody, like, will bring up a random – like, somebody will email me, hey, Ben, can you send me this interview you did with this person? And I'll be like, oh, I interviewed that person? I don't remember <laughs> Never that. Never happens. <laughs> um, and then when, obviously, I got my full-time job and a lot of people like yourself, Noah, people who are, who are you know, stepping in very gratefully on my behalf and, and doing these interviews, like, I, I often would forget who – interviewed who I think the most jealous I ever got of you, is you did a recap with the twenties and oh, yeah. I I don't even think I ever interviewed the twenties at the same time. So like, and that was a brilliant episode. Like I remember listening to that at work on my lunch break and just cracking up. It was so, so funny, but um, yeah, I mean, God, I, I could never imagine from, from interviewing Jillian to doing this and like, I remember when we tracked down people like Greg and Brian, you know, at the time, which really kind of helped, I guess, put this show out there a little bit more. I mean, the thing that really kind of put us on the map was the the Rob Zbuckny episode when he bagged out Rob Sestanino and somebody caught wind of that and then sent it to Rob Sestanino and then he spent like a 10-minute portion of his next episode refuting everything that Rob Zabutnik had said. I had interviewed Rob Cessna at the time and then Rob was going off at me for kind of goading him. And it was like, whoa, okay. But then boom, listeners went up and we're like, cool, all right, we'll take it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and I think that's also a big deal is that, you know, it wasn't just, oh, we have our community of people listening rob Cesternino, he is the authority on survivor podcasts uh, he was on the show but he's the authority in the survivor community and on podcasts when he's doing podcasts on your podcast <laughs> you know yeah. you've made it uh and maybe it's for the wrong reasons but uh you still made it
0: and it's, it's actually really weird because it's, i still get people will tag me like rob somebody on on one of rob's shows or i think johnny fairplay recently talked about our other one of our spin-offs Australian survivor archives, like it's funny. Somebody will be like, Oh Ben, you've been mentioned on this show. And I'm like, cool. Like it's, it's sure. <laughs> um, like, it's, it's, it's nice that people still remember me. Um, although some people don't, which is kind of funny because the one thing, the one thing I'll say, like, like I'm not trying to sit here and be like big head here, Ben, but you know, we, we were the first Australian podcast on survivor. The the very first ever. And Basically from, you know, we, we were always Australia's only Survivor podcast, obviously 2021 now, like there's 58,000 Australian, I think 12 just started the last time I, I mentioned that, but <laughs> it's, it's kind of interesting now when sort of the way it's sort of gone and certain people out there in, in the media are kind of treated like, oh, these are the, the, the doyens of Australian coverage and, of Survivor and all this sort of stuff. And these are people that basically weren't even born when we started. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it, it, like I found it interesting too when uh, over on Rob has a podcast uh, I believe Shannon's her name sort of oh she's so good at talking about Survivor good for her um, she did an awards or something one year and I don't know if she still does it where she called it the Oscars because that was her <laughs> way of giving it and then it was like well, okay uh, we always got accused of copping off Rob has a podcast and mm. then all of a sudden this was happening and I think somebody tagged me in it so I tweeted back and I literally said like, wow. And we got accused of uh, stealing off Rob has a podcast. Good to see this is happening to which I think Shannon was like, oh, like who are you? And I yeah, like, "What I is sure. Survivor? <laughs> And she said something like, oh, I've heard Survivor Oz. I've heard about what Survivor Oz was yeah. and I haven't heard good things. Yeah. I didn't <laughs> care for it or something. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, cool. Well, good to see that A, we're remembered and B, you listen to everything that's said. I mean, let's be honest. There's not one good thing about Survivor Oz. We really did suck. But uh, <laughs> you know, you know, in the mighty darks—they're right. They really suck. Like you know, I decide who sucks around here. Well, Emilio would even say we sucked. But uh, again, that's that's not me trying to like be like, hey, we were so good, we should be remembered. Obviously, we get forgotten and everything. But um, you know, just just putting our hand up gently here to say that, hi guys, 10 years, 10th anniversary, we, we're with. <laughs> you know, we did a lot of shit back in the day. And just because there are these great new people and good on them, seriously, like I'm not, I'm not trying to be a dick here. That it's great that this is sort of being covered the way it is, but um, I don't know. My point is I'm just being salty, Colin, let's be honest. It's, I'm just being a sook.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, it's funny because whenever I look back on Survivor Oz, you're always torn between, oh, there was this negative thing. There was this you know, stressful thing. And then the fun stuff. Uh, so it really just depends on your mood, (laughs) how you're going to be remembering back on the show too. Um, I, I can remember, uh, probably around, well, I I think the the first season where I was able to step in and and start doing some of the recaps and everything when you had full-time work, uh, you know, that, that was some of the most fun stuff I ever did. And I I can remember the first interview, uh, was, I think it was with Jeremy and Val. Mm. Um, it might've been for a, uh, yeah, I think that entire season we were doing two because that was the same one with Natalie and Nadia, too. Uh, so, yeah, doing Jeremy and Val, that, that for me, I've never really been the point where, it, it, you know, I get, oh, I'm, I'm interviewing this famous person, this first person I've watched. Like, that doesn't stress me out. But it was being able to record the episode, which I would never recorded two sides. And I think I tried it out and it was it was like sort of working. And I think at the last minute they oh, yeah, they, they messaged me at the last minute and said, you know what, our, our Internet just went down. Uh, is there any way we could do this over the phone? And I'm scrambling thinking like, how am I gonna record this over the phone? And it was like on <laughs> 15 minutes notice, I had to scramble. I'm like, okay, this is the first interview I'm doing. I, I, I wanna make sure this goes well. Cause I think it was the first, well, one of the first times you hadn't been able to do a recap. So I had like rigged up a cable going from the headphone jack on my phone into a digital recorder, which I wasn't planning on using. Uh, and then I was listening on that and I basically had them on speakerphone and somehow it worked like brilliantly, but I, I, I don't even know how I even thought of, okay, this is how I'm going to do this. Uh, and then the recap went fine. What was funny about that, uh, interview too, was that, uh, they had got hit by a, a huge snowstorm, uh, that they basically blamed me for it. They're like, you're in Winnipeg. It's like this, this had come from your region. You're the reason we have no internet, <laughs> which, which is great. And I think also kind of being surprised because sometimes you do these interviews and, as soon as it's sort of like, all right, nice talking. You got to go by. Uh, but like Jeremy and Val, they stayed on the line with me like 20 minutes afterwards. And they were just sort of asking me questions. And sometimes you get those people where they're like, that. oh, yeah, I think Natalie and Nadia were, or the other ones like that as well. They were um, uh, they were in New York. I think it was doing it from their hotel room because they were at some event basically recruiting for the amazing race. And I think I remember asking them off air. I'm like, oh, you know, what do you think of the new Amazing Race season? I'm like, uh, I'm going to be honest with you. We haven't watched it since our season. <laughs> I'm like, you're doing recruiting for it, You haven't watched this your season. Uh, but that that's some of the fun stuff. You realize very quickly, like these people you're interviewing, you know, some of them, okay, interviewers are a chore for them, you know? I'm sure oh, you ran into you. that one. There were people. plenty
0: that I can, uh, poverty, Aussie. Yeah. Uh, they were yeah, some that Parvati. you could tell they just wanted me to stop messaging them, so they did the interview with me. Like when, you, yeah. when you interviewed Parvati last year for Winners at War, like, I was like, holy crap. She she does enjoy talking to our show every now and then. She I yeah, literally watched her the whole time on camera, being on her phone, basically picking at her socks. So,
1: yeah, <laughs> You realise you are the problem. <laughs> exactly. But, yeah, it, it was always fun to be able to get the people and you realise they're just having fun doing this and obviously there are other contestants over the years that are just go-tos uh i remember uh the other se- the season where it was more stressful which it's such a blur i can't even remember what season it was where it was oh we got like three episodes to do per week and i think so that was, was when you were was
0: that t- co wrong and i because i basically was not you involved were at the finale.
1: At
0: yeah oh, oh i was at game changers finale did we cover so game maybe it
1: changers? was game changers then no that know. wouldn't have been One game because that
0: them. was Oz network days that okay was, yeah so then co
1: wrong yeah, yeah uh yeah. so yeah during co-wrong it was just like who even gonna get for this recap this week and uh i think every once in a while you just tell me if, if you have no option message this person they're always down to billy. do it. <laughs> it billy was one yeah there, there were a couple others uh and yeah billy and hosted the
0: season i think didn't billy do millennials gen x ghost, he, he, i think yeah. it was ghost or, island oh was it ghost Island.
1: because i remember sure. afterwards <laughs> when he says yeah i don't know if i have the time to commit to this we were sort of debating off air we're like so is it actually that he realized this is a lot of work or is it that he's like, this was a terrible season. I don't want to have to talk about this anymore.
0: Bit of both, bit of both. It's yeah. interesting you say, yeah, like I remember that with a lot of the contestants, like, I mean, God, I think my friendship with John Carroll started after our interview. Like I remember, I mean, his interview at the time was an hour and a half. Oh, that's a long interview back in the day. Yeah. Uh, hello, <laughs> four hours, Dan Foley. But um, I think I spent like, from memory that was like a Friday morning for me and finished by like midday, I was on the phone to him or Skype for like three hours, just talking to him and, I remember an Australian Survivor contestant, Phoebe, was a similar th- – I think, like, literally her and I talked for about three hours and we hadn't even started recording. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, we should probably start recording at some point, shouldn't we? Like, it was – it's great when you do that and it's kind of just – it's it's fun. And, yeah, I mean, there were some of these contestants that we would track down and they were so excited. Like, you know, they hadn't talked about this in so long. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, Greg was just uh, – <laughs> I always thought when we got Greg that he would literally hang up within two seconds and that would <laughs> yeah. kind of just be his personality. <laughs> I, I fully expected that without, without a word of a lie. And then like, I remember like Brian, just like, I, I generally don't get nervous, like similar to you, like Starstruck, but like Brian, I remember legitimately mm-hmm. being nervous for. um So that was one. And I remember you also- You know who mine was? Who was yours? I uh, just want to interrupt. The, the only one
1: where I remember getting nervous for It's funny because I look at some of the other people that I was able to interview and there are a lot of my favorite contestants, like Jonathan Penner. I did not get nervous to Jonathan Penner, and I'd put him in like my top tier. And he called me an idiot on that episode, and I loved it. Like I remember <laughs> that was what's yeah. great about that. But it was Tina Wesson. I think we ah. did that one together. That was mm. the big one where I'm like, Oh my goodness, I'm talking to Tina. This is like, you know, the second winner ever of Survivor. That was like legendary status. But then other ones, you don't, you don't, it doesn't bother you. So yeah, I mean I know for you with Brian he was like your all-time favorite player. So maybe if it was Chris for me, I probably would get that as well.
0: I'm trying to think of other ones. Like I'm pretty sure when Kim Spradlin, I got a bit, a bit excited. Um, we had her on a couple of times, uh, Mark Burnett, just because of the, the style of oh, yeah. interview that was, uh, and I think Jerry, I feel Jerry, when I first ever spoke to Jerry Manthe, I was like, holy crap. Like this is, oh, yeah. this I,
1: I, I would have panicked for that insane. one.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then, and then later on I got drunk with her. So that was kind of fun. Um, God, yeah, like, I mean, I mean, do you have a, a favourite interview that either you were a part of or that you remember listening to at all? And, it doesn't, uh, and I'll say, it doesn't necessarily have to just be Survivor Oz. You can include Oz <laughs> Network, of course. We're, we're talking all Survivor Oz here those days, but, of course, the Oz Network is part of this 10th anniversary.
1: Uh, well, I think for the ones that I did, um, I, I mean, the, the Jonathan Penner one was fantastic, uh, which I, I think he was another one that you told me, you're like, hey, you know what, Penner is going to be zero stress. It's going to be very easy. Uh, he what was great about that was that he had he told me right up front he goes you know I've got some people coming over for dinner you know they're going to be here in 45 minutes so if we can keep this under that I'm like oh yeah that's no problem and we're basically coming up to that and then right at the end as almost usually happens whenever somebody says I need to be done this by a certain time they're probably going to choose to be tied up longer and penner was one of those guys where he's like no no no! i got something else to say here just give me a second i can hear the people in the background coming in i'm editing up parts of the episode but hold on a second yeah yeah i'll be in there in five minutes okay five minutes you know uh so yeah that that was just you know he he everything he says was so entertaining uh for for interviews uh i think whenever i would listen to one where it would turn me around on them where i didn't come in with the highest opinion and then i listen the interview i'm like You know, I really see something here I didn't see before. Uh, The big one would be Nilea. I think it was one of the first episodes I listened to. And then uh, in your interview with her, I think she pitched her game so well. Mm. And I started seeing things. And maybe it was because I was listening to the or watching the season at the same time. I'm like, wow, she's actually quite brilliant. And I don't think I ever gave her credit for that before. Uh, And another one would be um, Coach, who I was not a fan of because I always saw Coach as one of these characters you know he came on there like a lot of people would say Russell Hans uh, or um, Philip Shepard they came on to play a character and I think I fully expected in the coach interview for him to play a character and he was but somehow I think you got enough out of coach in the interview where I'm like wow I actually get why he played this character he's not quite owning up to playing a character but I get why he did that so uh For me, I actually, I think I originally started with, I want to listen to the interviews with Lex, the people that, you know, I've never heard from before. Uh, And then it kind of became, who are some of the players that I hate that I just want to hear them defend themselves? And, you know, a lot of people do win you over. Others, I don't think they do win you. I won't mention names, but others, they don't win you over. (laughs) And some people, you know, some people, I think with Africa, you know, that being my all-time favorite season, I listened to a lot of the interviews with the people from Africa, and it changed my opinion almost in a, in a different way where I'm like, you know, I actually thought their game was better than this. <laughs> and I'm not saying the interviews weren't great, but I think it was always great to be able to hear a different side of the story and see somebody unedited and maybe your opinion shifts one way or the other.
0: Did, with the Oz Network? I mean, just kind of quickly with the on Oz... that. Yeah. Did you have great. any sort of stand Oh, I'm,
1: I mean, it's not for the Oz Network, but, uh, um, you know, for Double Oz 7, we did it Julian counts. Glover. Well, I was going to
0: mention we Bill do counts. have yeah. spin offs, so I guess we should really <laughs> yeah. incorporate the umbrella of that. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, we recently did, we could say it now, we did an interview with Julian Glover, and if people listen to the Oz Network haven't tuned into 007, go listen to our 100th episode with Julian Glover because, you know, we don't just talk about James Bond. You know, he's a Bond build. We talk about him in Star Wars. We talk about him in Indiana Jones, him in Game of Thrones. I mean, everything. Uh, I, I think we finished that interview, and we were like, you know, it was another one where we barely had to ask a question. He just had story after story after story. Um, Fran Drescher, I think we interviewed recently Ow. again. <laughs> how did that happen? We, we, how we did, we did that happen? That. <laughs> but yeah, she's another one where, you know, obviously, a pro at interviewing, but just like so courteous. Um, uh, I'm trying to think for our off the podium here. Uh, I, I think we've covered almost everything, but Oz Network interviews. <laughs> <So> just,
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I did. Oz Network ones suck. All our spin-off shows are where the uh, the the interviews well, are good.
1: Along those lines, I mean, we had uh, expanded our coverage to Big Brother and Amazing Race uh, at one point, and we started doing Amazing Race recaps. And uh, I think when we were doing that, we started getting a few interviews here or there with Amazing Race contestants. That was also fun. Uh, And I I always said, if we can get John Montgomery, the host of Amazing Race Canada, that would be incredible. And we were able to interview him on something that we actually cross-platformed, where you'll hear different, it it was a little bit different. You, You listen to Off the Podium, you're hearing... I'd say 80% of the interview was about uh, his Olympic career and 20% about uh, the amazing race. And then you listen to our Oz network version of it and 80% of it's about the amazing race and 20% was uh, the uh, sports stuff. So you listen to both interviews, you get a lot out of it. Uh, Another person where, you know, it was zero work and completely courteous and took more time on the interview than he said he was going to. It was fantastic.
0: And he's behind you now, as in a, a picture. He of is. He's like literally
1: behind. <laughs> he me. lives in
0: your house. He likes I, you so much.
1: There's one other Oz Network one I want to throw out there that uh, um, uh, I, I thought that you did an interview. I think it was for Lost. That uh, it, maybe it's maybe I'm just remembering it because I was so excited. It was somebody I'd seen in different. Uh, who is it? She she played Penny on Lost.
0: Oh, um, Sonia Walga. Wait, yeah, Sonia Walter. Yeah.
1: Walger, Walger, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought that was a really great interview. And also, when you interviewed um uh, the, the kid from Lost, they wrote up. Oh, Malcolm of
0: David Kelly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Those two mm. Lost interviews, I think. Uh, I mean, you've done a lot of Lost interviews, and uh, those are the two that I think stick out for me is, you know, also things when we're doing Survivor Oz, we didn't think that one day we'd be covering all these other TV shows and movies and interviewing a guy who was in Star Wars and James Bond, interviewing people who are on Lost 24.
0: It's and that's the crazy thing to me because, you know, I often will listen to some of the old episodes of some of the shows. I mean, I'm at the moment of recording this. I'm listening to a lot of our 007 episodes. I've I've listened to some of these episodes sometimes and just other ones, but I I don't think I've ever re listened to a Survivor. I, I that's a lie. I re listened to our rankings episode yeah. just because. I keep, people keep telling me 90 hours. <laughs> yeah. Cause <laughs> so I don't have a life, but like that, I mean, that, if I have to say the most surprising thing we ever did was that, and that is still to yeah. this day, every couple of months I will get a, a tweet or a message or an email Hey, I want to listen to this. i want, like, it, it baffled me because we did that. And we thought, no, one's going to listen to this. <laughs> this is bullshit. But like, even when I re-listened to it, I was weirdly I was like, Whoa, who's next? Like I couldn't even no. remember it. Like, and the, the fights and the stress and Kate hanging up and just everything <laughs> along those lines. Like, but, um, yeah, you're right. Like I, I could never imagine sort of what we did. And when, when we transitioned into the Oz network, and if, I guess if you really want to hear more about that, listen to our 1000s episode earlier this year, but. Just some of the stuff I've been able to do. I mean, yeah, I'm a massive Survivor fan. You know, I love the show and and obviously, you know, never thought I could interview one person, let alone however many hundreds we ended up interviewing. But to then switch into the Oz Network and to say that I can interview, you know, the people we've interviewed, like, Third Watch, like the most obscure show that no one gives a shit about. <laughs> I'd always dreamed about being able to cover that show and to to find Darvell, to find Brandy to help me cover that was just a dream and then to track these people down and talk to them to to, to be the only media anywhere on the planet who cared enough to do a 20 year mm-hmm. reunion episode and like that blows my mind. I wish Zoom was a thing back then. I wish that was an entirely video one, so I had the video of that. Because people will comment on the YouTube sort of audio and say, where's the video? Where's the video? But stuff like that, like 24, yeah, we're in the midst of that now. You're going to hear a 20-year reunion that very soon. And, you know, not to the extent of the, the third Watch one, but still there. Even when we did the Survivor Mark cases one that kind of came out of the blue last year, and I think we got 13 of the 16 yeah. people on. Like, that was, that was crazy. And... I think about like the movie people that you you say like we've had, like, I mean, Joey Slotny, was he the very first one we got on the the network? Um, You know, you you mentioned obviously Julian Glover. We had uh, Robert Darby on to kind of talk about sort of his career with all that sort of stuff and sort of cross platformed across there. And, just some of the people it's, that we've had is just been—it's—it's it's crazy. I could never imagine. And yeah, we're not getting Brad Pitt. Yeah, we're not getting Angel. We're turning them down because we want these other ones. But like, <laughs> some of these people just like like Kim Raver was one that I I just could not believe that I spoke to oh, Kim yeah. Raver. Like I I fanboyed out hard on Kim freaking Raver because I love that woman. So things like that just like amaze me that we've been able to do it.
1: Yeah, and I think both of us are sort of like. 90% of the time you look at it as a job. So it's like, Oh, I've got this interview coming up. I got to prepare for, and then maybe you'll have that other 10% where you suddenly like, did I just interview French rusher? Yeah. <laughs> did, did I just interview Julian Glover? Did I just interview uh you know, this person, this person? Um, it, it's funny because uh, at one point Jamie had, um, there was some TV shows might be some reality show. she, had replied to somebody on Instagram, like some semi-famous person from reality show. And she got all upset. It's like, they replied to me. They even, they even mentioned, they, they tagged me. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. And I'm like, wait a second. I've interviewed I think six people this past week were all more famous than this. It's like, you don't care. (laughs) It's like, it has to sink into me for a second. I'm like, wait a second. Like I've interviewed more people. Jimmy Fallon hasn't interviewed six people this
0: week. (laughs) Where's my credit? (laughs) Did Jimmy Fallon ever interview anybody or does he just speak there and laugh with them? I I don't know if you call that, (laughs) call that interviewing, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's crazy to think that. And just all from a simple freaking wall post from Jillian, it has kind of gone. And I think like, as much as I love Survivor Oz and, and kind of, you know, the attention we got, I'm not going to lie. Like, having that sort of level of attention was pretty nice. Like, it's cool to have listeners, have engagement, kind of all those things, positive and negative on all sides of the fence. But I feel that, you know, with now being the Oz Network, it's it's weirdly like, I never feel like it's a chore, where sometimes with Survivor Oz, yeah. it, it legitimately oh, got it to was. a point where it was a chore. And I always, I think I've said on, on interviews that, people have spoken to me about during Survivor Oz or even when we've done these episodes it's I like to put my all into things and I, I like to commit to it and when it starts to kind of wane and just feel like you're doing it for the sake of doing it
2: you know, mm-hmm. you know that
0: was where it became an issue and you know my life changed a lot in that period where Survivor Oz kind of ended and a lot of it came down to that and but then it sort of always came to that point where I wasn't done and I think you weren't done mm-hmm. Nick wasn't done Noah wasn't done kind of our core four that we formed now the Oz Network And we'd always discuss doing other things. Obviously, you know, 007 came from that desire and love to talk about things. And I think you, Noah, and I always said, we kind of enjoy 007 more than we do Survivor Oz now. And that kind of was a light bulb moment to transition into the Oz Network. And I mean, I'm going to give a few stats here with some of the episodes that we did compared to the two shows. But I mean, I, I look at the fact that the amount of episodes we have done on the Oz Network, I'm like, wow, that, that's a that's a large number. But to me, that doesn't feel like a chore. I look at Survivor Oz and go, yeah, okay. I think I felt every single one of those. <laughs> um, yeah. so, and and, that, like, and they were hard.
1: shorter too. That's the oh, other God, thing. Oh, God, yeah.
0: Jesus Christ. We would, yeah, our episodes, what are they? But like, and like, it kind of pains me to say that because I think that, you know, going back to my point about how we're seemingly not remembered anymore of Survivor Oz. And again, look, there's reasons behind that. I, I get it, but... <laughs> That was when we were at our peak in terms of people talked about us. We got feedback, listeners, and all that kind of stuff. And I'm, I'm not saying now, like, dear listener listening to us right now, I'm not trying to say. We joke all the time that we don't have listeners. We know we've got listeners, but we're not obviously at that level that we were with Survivor Oz. So it's kind mm. of hard for me to sort of... These are my favourite times right now compared to Survivor Oz when I'm not trying to give a middle finger to the fact we had listeners. It was just... Um, you know, different. And plus, it's also you're covering the same thing every week. Whereas Oz Network, we're doing 24, Lost, fucking Breaking Bad. We're doing the Mighty Ducks movies. You know, we're interviewing Fran Dress. Like, it's it's different. You got a more of a, a palette you can work with.
1: Uh, do you think part of the other thing is that there is less negativity? Because I, I know, um, I don't even, I'm not even going to say it's a survivor fan culture thing, but when you have a dedicated fan base, Everybody has their own opinion. I think, especially when you have something like Survivor, everybody has their own opinion. I, I rewatched the the second episode. Um, with the time? I'm recording this, the second episode of. Um you uh, dated season now? yeah
0: that's like a month well, ago now colin ben,
1: ben hasn't even watched the first episodes well i mean you're selling the We're first just,
0: episode so well on me like i'm God, gonna say I I, i'm actually
1: it. i'm enjoying the season minus a couple of very weird things which are hard to get over but i'm enjoying it otherwise but uh you know I, i'm watching it i'm thinking you know i love this person but i guarantee that a lot of fans would hate them or, or the other way around. I guarantee a lot of fans hate this person, but I love them. Uh, You just have so many differing opinions. And unfortunately when you're a dedicated show with where your fan base is all so dedicated, if somebody is listening to a podcast just on survivor and they're not just listening to an interview here and there or listening to a bunch of random people giving their opinions, they're dedicated to that show and they're going to have strong opinions so I remember even in the articles that I wrote over the years, I don't think there was ever a single one where somebody wouldn't immediately reply and be like, oh, this list sucks. Oh, yeah. this, this article's stupid. Uh, yeah. and, and you'd get probably more people saying positive things than you would negative. But there's always those opinions that have to be voiced. And when we're just, OK, we're going to do a Star Wars month. People are just happy that you're doing Star Wars if they love it, Uh, that we're going to do the Mighty Ducks. Mighty Ducks fans are going to come in. They're just happy you're doing it. They're not going to feel they have to go out of their way to criticize you because they also haven't been listening to you Go on and on about one topic. I feel for the uh, the Quack Attack podcast on uh, what their fan community must be. Like. How could you possibly say that that you know if Carp died, this would have happened? Yeah, or G is good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I I I'm I'm gonna read a few things out very shortly. Where I kind of uh found some interesting things to kind of maybe even also compare the Survivor Oz days to the Oz Network days. Um, which uh, will be very, very interesting. But um, yeah, you're right. And like, look, any feedback's good feedback, you know. And like, look, there was a lot, probably a large portion of negative feedback in the Survivor Oz days, and and, like, I'll be honest, it got to me. It it got to me. Yeah, it would get to anybody. I'm Daniel Craig. Yeah, well, exactly. But like, the the difference is, it's like... And I'm not not trying to put an excuse on this. This is just... It's my personality. I'm a reactive guy. Like, If you say something to me right now, I I will react. And then 10 minutes later, I go, oh, I shouldn't have said that. And reading some of the interactions I had with people, I can see where that that comes from. So I can see where that kind of comes across. And that's me. Whereas now I'm older, I just kind of... I almost don't give a shit. I'm just going to say what I say. And at the end of the day, it doesn't really fucking bother me because... What does it matter? What does what does it really bother me? I mean, I'm never going to be famous. I'm never going to be huge and big. I mean, I'm say that now and in ten years time someone's gonna play this and I'm gonna get cancelled. Great. Thanks, Jimmy <laughs> Fallon, for choosing me as a replacement. I lasted one episode. <laughs> but it yeah, like it but it got it, it did get to me. And I think a, a large reason why I ended up walking away with it too. I mean, I've said it I've talked about this on the show before that, you know, the worlds of parts stuff did kind of fuck with my head a little bit and mm-hmm. there was a, a lot of stuff like I'm going to read something very shortly which I think it's funny but now back in the time it wasn't funny like I I was kind of being accused of you know being a homophobe and, and and a racist and all these kind of things which kind of just it gets to you after a while and mm-hmm. it's kind of it's hard. So, like, it's, it's it's weird. We're talking negatives and positives here, but, like, I don't know. Survivor Oz was a great part of this show's history, and it will forever be the thing that people... Like, legitimately, people would say, oh, yeah, Survivor Oz, I remember, the Oz Network, what's that? Um, and that's fine, because I would rather have a show that has a, a small listener base that I enjoy doing and I'm, I'm not ashamed of and I can look back and be proud of than a show that, at its peak, was the second most popular Survivor podcast on the planet. Um... Mm-hmm. And yet, I can look back and be ashamed of how I handled things, and and kind of of how things happened. I mean, you know, sixty percent good, forty percent bad. Survivor Oz, ninety eight percent good, two percent bad. The Oz Network. There's kind of a, a big discrepancy there.
1: Yeah, I think another thing, just to quickly touch on it, uh, is the amount of people who did work on this show over the years. Oh hell yeah, uh, absolutely it's it's insane the amount of people we had and it's funny because uh i think often there would be even listeners who would criticize oh they've got way too many Ozlets now like mm. you don't need this many people. you do need that many people uh, and if there are other places out there that are able to operate on like a larger podcast operate on four or five contributors it's because they're paying their people <laughs> or it's because their people don't have jobs they don't have lives uh and i think at one point we had over 20 Ozlets I think at we one time
0: 30 at one point didn't we
1: yeah. 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 Cause I think we, we brought on, like, I think at one point we almost doubled, yeah. but like a, a couple things just to understand about that. I mean, we not only were operating a podcast that had multiple episodes a week, so you need to have a panel every single week. You need to be able to switch it up because not everybody's going to be, again, if, if it isn't a full-time job for you, not everybody's going to be available every week. Uh, and then you have the articles. So you need to have a new article every week and I think we had two articles per week that went up there. So when you look yes. at the amount of work we're doing. Three.
0: Sorry to keep interrupting. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah I sorry. think there was a
1: feature. Yeah. There was a, a, re, a list. And then I don't even know. What,
0: and then we had 10, the yeah. uh, we feature a top 10. And then, of course, the recaps during a season. So there was at least uh, yeah. three going up. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So we got three articles per week that have to be written. Unless you have the same people writing an article every week, which is not easy to do. I mean, an article could take hours upon hours to prepare, which is always nice when somebody wants to criticize your articles when <laughs> you spend hours and hours on it. And then you got to have somebody who, uh, you know, is actually posting everything on the website, which, you know, if, if you, I think of what that's kind of what it got you when you were, you know, doing so many episodes, you're like, I don't have the time to do all the website stuff, which is, I think what Jared did for the most part, oh, yeah. you, you need a lot of those people. And <laughs> we had some garbage people too. I mean, you can't know who's going to come on and actually do something good and who's going to come on and put zero effort into it. And then you're going to have other people who come on. You didn't expect that they were going to be as hardworking as they were. Like, I think the two ones, which is part of the reason why we still have them on to this day. uh, I always advocated for Rossi and Jared because I I saw they were Rocky and Jared. (laughs) Well, he was once upon a time, Rossi. (laughs) Now he is forever Rocky.
0: Always uh... Rocky. (laughs) Always.
1: But yeah, I I I, add, I always wanted to advocate for those two because I knew they were willing to put the work in, and you know they weren't going to complain if they had to do something that uh, you know wasn't the most fun job in the world, and uh, I, I I was always happy when those people got the credit they deserved too because often you would have these contributors who would come on one hour every two months and then everybody's like oh this person's great and I'm like well they don't do anything most of the time.
0: Yeah, and I think that's – I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, I I never thought, as I think I've mentioned before, that I would ever have somebody helping. Like, when this just became like, oh, cool, I'll interview a few survivors. Oh, maybe I can interview more. Like, it was never my plan to be like, yeah, I'm going to pawn this shit off to people. Like, I'm going to pull like, <laughs> it just, it just kind of happened. It just – it happened with those OG five, and then all of a sudden, like, let's get more, let's get more. And then it just – it turned into a an office almost. Mm-hmm. Um, And it was just – Yeah, I could have never imagined that. And, like, it is a really proud moment for me to think that that happened because, you know, I've never set out to be a person who, I'm not saying I was a leader. If I was a leader, I wasn't a very good one. But, like, I've never set out to be one of those people who are like, I'm going to grow up, I'm going to be a manager, I'm going to be a bot. Like, that's never been something that I've strived to. So when all of a sudden I've got 30 people that I'm kind of, in charge of in some weird way. Like it it was never like, that's why with the Oz network, it was kind of almost a, no, this isn't Ben with people. It's, it's, it's all of us. We're in this together. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I like that. Like, but like the help and effort, like, and, and whenever we would open applications, like God, there were times we would be getting like 30, 40 applications. And it blew my mind. It blew my mind that this many people wanted to just work on a show like this. It really did. And I I I have made some of the the closest and best friends in my life through this show. Yourself, Noah, like Nick, like these are these are people that like these are people. I'm talking to one of them. You are these. people. These <laughs> are people. You people. What do you mean? You people. people? <laughs> <laughs> um, like I could never imagine that, and it's just it's it's incredible to me. I've stayed at your houses, not Noah's, uh, but he stayed at my house. <laughs> I'm staying snug. God, that's in the background right now. Who's that? <laughs> they're they're racist down there. I'm not going down there. Get a bad reputation. Um, but like it's just it's just it's it's incredible to me to think that the friendships I've formed and just everything out through the show like it's it's been ten fucking years, and to just think about the majority, legitimately, the majority of people I talk to in my life, pretty much all the main people I talk to in my life now are people I've met through the show. I I yeah. I talk to you and Noah more than I talk to anyone else. Maybe my dad. That's about it. Like, mm-hmm. but but yeah, like that's insane. Like to, to say it's, that out loud. That that's true.
1: It, it, there's but, probably not a single day that goes by, and it's not even just work talk. Like, there's probably not a single day that goes by where some group chat we're in or, you know, individual message back and forth isn't happening between, you know, a, a large chunk of the, the former Auslets or uh, Survivor Oz group that we have, or now Oz Network group. And yet I do think about it. I'm like, I have siblings that I have texted once in the last month. I'm <laughs> like, I, I, I'm trying to find the day in which I didn't message you or Rossi, Rocky or <laughs> Noah or uh, Jared or whoever else
0: it's 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 crazy and like just kind of put that in context had my wedding being normal you and noah were in my wedding party so a
1: large percentage of your wedding party was going to be people that you you uh uh, and once employed for no money
0: (laughs) because i had no friends um so i have to like back back up on the uh the the employee level but i mean i i look I don't know if any of our former Ozlets are going to listen. I mean, again, we did an Ozlet reunion episode last year. So by all means, if you want to hear what's happened to some of these people, go back and listen to it. Cause it was a fun episode. It was, it was a long what episode. Actually, yeah. Well, who are they? Where are they now? But um, like, seriously, if any, any of them are listening, uh, sincerely, thank you so much for anything you did, even the bad ones. <laughs> like yeah. it's, you know, it's, it was a lot of fun. It was challenging at times. I was an absolute asshole at times. And I get it. I, I'm not going to say that I wasn't a prick. Um, but I mean, listen, Casper's crying in the background because he's, he's <laughs> listening how much of a, a a bastard I was. But seriously, it was it was such a pleasure to work with people and to have these people help out. Like ten years ago on this day, to get that wall post, to kind of think that this is where we would be and kind of everything that's come from that. Um, and I I will thank the listeners at the end of this episode. A couple of things. Um, so obviously on our thousandth episode, we went over a lot of stats and I didn't go into details, but like a couple of things I jotted down. So. I think I mentioned on the thousand episode that we didn't reach 1,000 episodes of Survivor Oz. Apparently, we did. Uh, 1,003 episodes of total, I've found, that we did Ah. a Survivor Oz. I think maybe I kind of looked at only the word Survivor Oz. I didn't include Amazing Race Oz and Big Brother Oz, which Mm -hmm. we sort of... Oh, yeah, it was weird. Anyway. um, And we had 16 hosts, uh, 16 people that were classified as hosting an episode on Survivor Oz on the Oz Network. Now, this this is weird the way I do this because ultimately when we're releasing this, people are, if you're that much of an Oz Network fanboy, you're probably going like, oh, that's not true. You haven't released this amount of episodes. We've obviously pre-recorded a lot of episodes. so I'm counting this in the total. 1,126 episodes. Um, So basically for a total of 2,129 fucking episodes of this show over 10 years, um, for a total of 26 different hosts. And when I say hosts, like, there's, I always have a weird classification when I say you are hosting an episode, but uh, that's just me being anal. Four different spin-off shows. So a shout-out to Euros Vision was our very first spin-off show in 2015 that preceded 007, I think, by about six months. Um, and ultimately then, of course, Off the Podium, and then Australian Survivor Archives. Uh, so they've all kind of branched under this umbrella, which you're obviously involved in two of those.
1: You should have said the popular off the podium
0: podcast. The 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 popular off the podium. Exactly, (laughs) it's very popular. That show number four, uh, feed spot podcast of the year, Olympic (laughs) podcast, whatever it was. Um, and then all uh, yes, I've I've written here a total of if you were to listen to every single episode from Survivor Oz and the Oz Network, it would take you 103 days to get through them. That's a third of a year, basically. Well, so let's start now. We can finish by the end of 2021. Jesus Christ, let, let's let's get on the page there, which, um, yeah, I, I mean, looking quickly here at the list in front of me in terms of, uh, so you were classified as hosting 39 episodes of Survivor Oz, according to my list, and currently, not including this episode, 459 episodes of the Oz Network, Colin, Ooh. so... Good job. Uh, 861 episodes of the Oz Network for me and 912 episodes of Survivor. So I was on 912 out of the 1,003 episodes of Survivor Oz, yet 861 of the 1,126 episodes of the That's too many. I have no life. I really have no fucking life. Jeez, <laughs> uh, how have I hosted that many episodes? That's not, that's not good. Um,
1: that's not
0: good. <laughs> that's not good. I'm sorry to everybody. Like Chris Dixon, if you've listened to every single one of these 2,129 episodes, mate, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's too much to listen to somebody like my voice, anything along those lines. Um, I was going to play some clips, but you know what? I'm not going to because we did that in the 1,000th episode. We've done that before. We've got lots yeah. of best ofs out there. And plus also we're poor if you want to listen you to survivor for Oz, it now patreon sign up you can listen to you can get the whole catalog of survivor's it's available there if you want to listen to all our you know racist and sexist and misogynist and terrible things we said i want to close this out though by i've i've tracked down a few things here some forums and comments now there used to be a ben waterworth hate thread on survivor site <laughs> but i can't find it it's gone survivor so,
1: sucks still a thing anymore
0: uh, it's been archived it's it's changed into like tapper and it's kind of hard to navigate now but um, I'm sad that I cannot find it so I found I found so we had at one point the uh, the Lions Tigers, survivors oh my section uh i think we were like the second most posted in group like everybody just came in and bagged us out all the time so 235 different pages talking about survivor oz 4,692 posts i found here this is page 140 so i've just i've got a few comments here uh, so, ah, uh, Oz, still doing individual birthday shoutouts. Ugh, thank God I hid them from my newsfeed. Remember we used to get bagged out for them all the time? Oh, doing, yeah. doing these. Which I remember, we only, the only reason we ever got Corinne on the show was because she loved her birthday <laughs> post, basically. Um, Eliza probably kidnapped Ben W and is now keeping him as a sex slave in her attic in Beijing. Billy Garcia is jealous. Um, cool. That actually uh, sounds like fun. Yeah, it does, actually. <laughs> Eliza, I'll say right now, you're the sixth Vanuatu contestant and the fourth from Micronesia to keep me as a sex slave. I'll also warn you if you keep me much longer, I'll go on about the what-if scenarios until you release me. <laughs> wow. Blast from the Ben Waterworth pass. Where's the suck-up comments? Um, oh, here yeah, we go. Let's
1: stop for a second. I, I want to okay. talk about the suck-up thing. Same with the birthday thing. These are two very important things. So much of the criticism over the years was Ben just sucks up to all the contestants and I all did. The things like the birthdays. That's how we got more contestants on the show than podcasts that, you know, uh, ha- have huge links. to this. You hadn't met most of these people. I mean, you were just a guy on another continent. The sucking up, that- that's an important thing to do. If you ever do interviews, if, if you were like huge, you can, you know, maybe be bold. If you're Barbara Walters. You can maybe not suck up and call somebody out. But this is why people come on because they know they're not gonna be attacked. They know they're not gonna be, you know, mentioned. When we do interviews, so often we'll even say, hey, if you say something you regret, just let us know and we'll take it out later on. That's
0: part of interviewing. Which maybe happened a couple of times, I can't remember. But like, this is the thing like, I own that I suck up to people because, I mean, that's never been my style. I Like, I, I'm a journalist. That is my paid job when I have a job. But, like, I, I've never been that type of journalist who's like, oh, I'm going to be hard-hitting. I'm going to ask you the controversial. Like, that's not mm-hmm. me. I am the, the guy that's going to suck up. That's just how I like to interview people. I like to just kind of chat and just kind of have it out there. And I don't generally go into anything wanting to ask a controversial question. Like, it's just, it's just not my style. And and if you and, do, you
1: got to make sure they're comfortable and you only get them yeah.
0: comfortable by sucking up. And it's and it's, it's part of the business. It's and that's the thing. And like, it always baffled me when kind of people were because at the, at that time it was only really Arsene Rob has a podcast. There was a couple of others floating around, but it wasn't really a thing. But like, it, kind of people always question that. And like, I'm not trying to diss Rob here, but like, I listen to Rob, and it's not like Rob all of a sudden grilled people. Like, it's kind of like mm. Rob had his style too, but. That's fine, And if people didn't like that style, they didn't like that style. But we had plenty who clearly did because they listened. Anyway. Um, And the birthdays. Birthdays was fun. Shut up. Uh, (laughs) I like this one here uh, from Break the Vase. Like I said previously, Ben does not have any courtesy or respect for his listeners. Rob Sestanino is always respectful to his listeners. He always keeps us updated. Ben does not care for any of us. He is in it for himself. True. <laughs> uh, I have been <laughs> a loyal... Which is all su- the
1: money you made over the
0: years. <laughs> fucking load. That's why I don't need to work. I'm, I'm rich. Um, <laughs> I have been a loyal survivor, Oz. You spelled Oz-A-U-S. It's O-Z. Thank you. Fan since day one. And now I'm officially done with this shit show. I have been waiting three fucking months for the Morgan McDevitt interview. I'm still waiting for the Morgan McDevitt. I didn't think we ever interviewed him, did we? And Ben, as always, has failed to pull through. This is not the first time he has misled his loyal, faithful listeners trying to promote marquee survivor personalities such as Morgan to get people to listen to his podcast. That is a form of false advertising and is illegal. Um, (laughs) Ben Waterworth should be in jail. Ben Wadworth, you are a disgrace to Australians. <laughs> I'm embarrassed to be from the same country as you. Shame on you! Um, wow. Side, Noah Groves. <laughs> Jesus. Um And I've replied to so, say, oh, God, I'm scared to read this. Um Morgan was scheduled originally back in December, yes, but the original interview time fell through. We then rescheduled before the holiday period came about and obviously couldn't do it. Morgan has recently moved house and rescheduled to go after and I'm simply waiting for her to confirm a time. It's out of my control and a contestant can't do an interview. Cool. Um, wow, Jesus, I'm so snarky to people. Um... <laughs> I th- okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna end with some positive comments. Oz network comments, by the way. This, there was a, a former Ozlet, we shall not name them, but they posted a blog post, which I don't know if you remember this. In all seriousness, when I was saying about like this, this is a shit that actually legitimately affected me. I remember this coming out, and this kind of put me over the edge, and I think I just stepped away from it because this was hurtful. But I can look back on this hour and laugh. Uh, so their, their post was confessions of an ex Ozlet. Good movie, that one. Um, so basically, this is a very long blog post bagging me out, and it's funny because they lead with now. Of course, if you've been following this giant mess on Twitter, you'd know that Host Ben Waterworth made some very controversial, controversial words you can't know how to speak, controversial remarks about a survivor contestant's wife. Now, back yourself up. Wasn't me, Noah. Uh, <laughs> Just saying, I, I, I own that I handled it wrong, but I'm still saying that six years later, I'm fucking innocent. I didn't say it.
1: I didn't <laughs> they handle clearly it well. list, They clearly listened to it before they did their confession.
0: <laughs> but but I, I didn't say that. Um, this is very long, but um, I love this. Waterworths always, they don't want to refer to me by my name. They want to refer to me as my surname. Very Jeff Probst of them. Was oh, that culturally insensitive now to call somebody by their last name? Does he need to like turn to the camera and say, if you don't like it, tweet me, I'm at Jeff Probst. <laughs> Um, that's what I'm going to do from now on in my one of these episodes. I'm going to be like, "Ah, you're a dickhead. If you don't like it, tweet me at BenWalter for 62. <laughs> um, Warner has always been a goinst. Gee, they can't even spell when they're going off against me. <laughs> this
1: is where uh, all of those famous articles they wrote came from. A
0: <laughs> goinst. Yeah, I remember they weren't very good at articles. Uh, Towards <laughs> those who don't share his opinion. True. I should have seen it when he mocked Sophie for declining an interview due to her schooling. Probably did that. I can't remember. Uh, you know, because medical school isn't taxing on free time or anything. Yeah, true. When I supported her choice, I was mocked. When Waterworth made a top ten podcast and put historians up there, Mario was honoured, but he pointed out that historians isn't in the same group as Rob has a podcast or anything due to, like, a schedule. I don't agree with that anymore, but sure, if I said that at the time, I was wrong. Uh, this was met with Waterworth fuming that Mario just wouldn't say thank you and gush about being on the list. Now, Mario's a good friend of mine, blah, blah, blah. Wow, Jesus, this person does not I, like me. Anyway.
1: I, I, I just... I... I wasn't even sure which one of the angry former Auslets, uh this was until you started reading it. Uh, a lot of the things about Ben was fuming and stuff like that. Not the case. Like I'll, I'll, I'll vouch for the fact that in most cases you may voice an opinion, but very rarely were you like, Oh, I'm so mad at this. And, and you, you certainly never trashed anybody else outside of our show. If you were trashing somebody, somebody within our show, definitely not other podcasts.
0: Well, I, I am seeing here because we had an Ozlet group, and I'm not trying to turn this into the the whatever thing. I'm just I'm just literally actually because I have not read these in a long time. But um, we had our our Facebook group, and I remember this now because this Ozlet actually screenshotted comments that I was <laughs> we were getting in a debate. Yeah, Jesus, I'm an asshole. I, I, I can't even defend what I'm saying. Some of these, like, things... This is, again, it's that reactory comment. But, I mean, look... Yeah, actually, I, I'm reading this now going, like, I can laugh at this now. It's actually really hard to read. Um... <laughs> It Thank you actually- for joining us. you <laughs> <It'll be>
1: enjoyed. <laughs> Please, Please sign up to, to go. Pe- <laughs> Please sign up to our
0: Patreon to enjoy the memories along with us. Um, I, I do love you. In closing, I'm not telling you at all you need to actively hate Oz. That is my job. That is my job. I just want to get a record straight. You can do what you will with this information, but do not think that Waterworth is innocent in this. Ooh, okay, cool. Um, they're basically telling me here, uh, see how horrible he is um, that you should unfollow me. Cool. All right. Anyway, this, this took a tangent. Let's end with some positive comments. Um, Please. Wow, Ben. Do Thanks for inviting
1: me on for this episode today, Ben.
0: <laughs> ben Waterworth's therapy this week, joined by Colin Hilding as we go over the 10-year, <laughs> great 10-year, I'm sure when Rob has a podcast in their 10-year anniversary, it was all like, oh, we're so good. We've won awards. This week on, let's go over the Survivor. I was like, the dark days when Ben Waterworth <laughs> got emotional. Um, So... Our good friend Lad Undercover has still tweets to us. We often oh, yeah. say in our episodes he tweets us six months later. He literally has because I have I'm not really on social media anymore. I haven't really done much on. I'll, I'll browse it there. So lad, if you're listening, mate, like I, I'm not ignoring you. I just I'm just not really on it anymore. But um, <laughs> he's obviously listening to our Godzilla coverage from earlier in the year. <laughs> uh, he's replying. Ah, it has been way too long since doing this. Let's finally watch another movie with our old podcast pals Ben Waterworth and Colin. At the end of the day, I'm watching a movie with a giant fucking lizard fighting a giant fucking moth and a giant radioactive <laughs> thing with a laughing, crying face. Uh, another one he's quoted here is saying, the most epic scene I remember watching this in cinema, my draw dropped, my draw dropped, my jaw dropped, and <laughs> my drawers dropped. See, I don't even remember saying this stuff. It's when he quotes us. Another time the police swarmed all over. Colin telling us why Ben Waterworth sees movies alone. <laughs> um, and then another one he says here, uh, so they're going to draw out Godzilla and not Mothra to the middle of the ocean and fucking nuke him in the face, which these are fucking creatures who eat nuclear bombs for breakfast. Wow, Ben Waterworth compares this to Happy Gilmore. That's brilliant. Um, <laughs> see, look at, look, I'm just inflating my ego now after all that um, stuff. So, look, I, <laughs> my name is Colin and Brie Larson call me, and my name is Ben Waterworth, and that's one ugly ass bird. And Brie Larson, don't call <laughs> me, I'm fine. <laughs> Oh, we're funny. We're all comedic <laughs> geniuses on all our shows. Um that that's that's the thing that I like. Like we don't get much feedback. We don't have many listeners and that that's fine. Like all it takes is like one and that literally <laughs> like that makes me happy. Like I am literally emotionally getting distraught about these terrible comments that a former Ozlet said and I thought I could laugh them off but then I read that and I'm like cool. That's great. <laughs> so, um thanks Lad Undercover. But it's nice isn't it when we see these kind of comments every now and then? Yeah,
1: absolutely. <laughs> Great
0: insight from Colin. I, I was, I
1: was, I was really hopeful after you dragged us down for twenty minutes that there'd be more than lad undercover talking about Godzilla. But I'm Again, glad lad
0: undercover likes those. But that's the the comparison I'm trying to make when it comes to um, the bad stuff to the good stuff. Like there's all this bad. Like I've literally found here the Survivor Oz is finished Reddit thread with hundred and eight <laughs> comments. Uh, <laughs> shall let's, we read some of these? <laughs> let's
1: just say too, there are. like okay great that there are fans out there who have passion opinions but there are contestants who still stick with us to this day even though we don't really cover survivor you know uh we have jillian on to to you know talk about her reality rally still and you know she still remembers and it is tied to uh our podcast uh dan foley recapped ferris bueller's day off with us this year billy garcia recapped the karate kid with us this year Matt Dyson uh, did there's something about Mary and we're going to have an entire month with him one of these days when <laughs> I can actually get some sleep. Uh, you know, we, we have contestants from Survivor who still enjoy talking to us enough that they're willing to come on and not even talk about Survivor. And that's probably, you know, refreshing for them, too. Hey, somebody wants to talk to me and it's not about Survivor. I'm I'm down for it.
0: He's like, uh, just quickly. On the Survivor Ozzy's finished thread, I found two positive comments here. <laughs> Stop doing this to yourself. <laughs> no, these are these are actual positive These are legitimate positive comments. Uh, somebody <laughs> said this is heartbreaking. I wish you all the best. As an Australian Survivor fan, this is particularly heartbreaking because Survivor Oz is what allowed me to enter the fandom in the first place. Oh, that's sweet. And another one here. I hate that Survivor Oz is leaving. I always enjoyed their interviews and their recaps with the lesser known contestants. I will miss having Ben and the Ozlets in my ears. Ooh, sounds a bit kinky. I hope the Ozlets do more Survivor stuff. I was trying to become an Ozlet myself. Oh, sorry, Oslet. that didn't become a thing. Um, look, <laughs> it's has been an odd episode. This really has been weird. Um... But, yeah, I, I will say to anybody listening right now, this is your first episode, why are you starting this on your first episode? Or you've listened to anything in the, in the past. Like it, it does mean a lot to us, no matter no matter what we say and the bad and the good. It's, it's always a pleasure having even one person listening in Lad Undercover. It's great. But uh, if, if you are listening to this and you've had a very weird trip down memory lane as we kind of go over negative shit and good <laughs> stuff, then let us know your thoughts. Why not? Let, tell us what you remember. Tell us you still hate us. Maybe you're still floating around there. <laughs> um dig up the ben waterworth hate thread I, I i do love that that was always a fun thing to read um but yeah it's it's been a journey colin it's been a do you it think we'll another 10 what do you reckon
1: i i i think we will we'll probably just have to reboot again <laughs> we're gonna reboot back to survivor we're just suddenly gonna you know rediscover our passion for the show and want to do I, I don't know six episode series on Propes' greatest moments of speaking into the camera
0: yeah, again, um, at the time of recording this, I have not watched anything. It's not been sold to me well. Uh, so I don't know how much I'm rushing back to kind of check out anything new. But um, who knows? I mean, 10 years time, you'll be in your 50s. I'll be in my 40s. Yay. Might have Let's got a job it. by then. Um, yeah. <laughs> how, many, how many times do you think I would have been engaged by that point? About 12? Um,
1: many times as I have children. Uh, yeah, well, so- Hey. We have to match them. That's what we're doing. We're matching my children to your engagements.
0: Well, you've got three kids. I've only been engaged twice. Um, so. Oh, you got to gotta catch, catch up. up. I, I am the Ross Skeller of uh, the Oz Network <laughs> slash Survivor Oz. Uh, but, Colin, thank you. It's it's uh, it's not often I get to give you compliments because you don't usually deserve them. But um, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's still an honour and a pleasure to have you over these 10 years. I feel like we need to have a cake. Where's my cake? Damn it. I, oh, they said, Kate, a you cape. want me to hang up on you? A, a cape? A what? Kate. 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 Oh, yeah. Kate. Yeah, you want me to hang oh. up on you. Yeah. Used to be an Oslet. Used to be a really good Survivor contestant that Jen thought was the best ever. <laughs> That's <laughs> one of the funniest. My, my favourite Survivor contestant is Kate. Um, <laughs> fuck, where's that? We should get a cake. Somebody send us a cake. Damn it. It needs to be gluten-free and keto, though. Yeah, that sounds very appealing.
1: Mm. We're, we're stuck up, you know, podcast hosts now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> fancy um,
1: dietary restrictions.
0: We've got plenty of stuff happening uh, outside of this one-off episode uh, I'm sure we'll get to movies again one day but uh, we've got 24 lost and breaking bad happening and, and we've got our special 24 20 20 year reunion happening very soon as well so stay tuned to that Colin thank you uh, well we usually close out this I'm not the one I'm saying thank but I'm just saying thank you because I've been fucking nice for once I right? just fucking deal with it um, <laughs> happy birthday to us my name <laughs> is Ben I can't sing for shit and I'm gonna go get some therapy
1: and my name is colin and uh i've also not often felt the need to compliment you ben but uh after the last hour I feel like you need it
0: (laughs) thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast via Apple Podcasts Spotify Stitcher Google Podcasts or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider and while you're there please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback you can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media